1: welcome now flashback Fridays I am David K Montoya all right kids I know we missed a week and if anybody actually listens to this show I apologize though I'm pretty sure nobody listens to it so uh, way I'll just move right along um, we are heading towards our 70th issue or 70th episode of flashback Fridays. And I don't know what we're going to do yet, we, but we we need to, uh, th- 70 is then the theme of this year. Uh, I run an online magazine called The World of Myth, and we just celebrated our 70th issue. That's why I said issue in the beginning. And now Flashback Fridays will be, within the next few weeks, celebrating our 70th episode so you need to send me some emails. Give me an idea. Give me themes of what you want. Uh, you can send emails to flashbackfridays at com and tell me what kind of themes you want. I would, uh, you tell me. I'll pick the best one and we'll go from there. Totally. All right, kids, if you are brand new to Flashback Fridays, let me introduce myself. My name is David K. Montoya. I am the founder and owner and all the other good jazz of the JZO Modcast Podcast Network, which is now part of the... I have to think about this because it's brand new. The JZO Dark Myth Company yeah it's got a likeable ring to it don't it uh what we do here is we have over roughly just a, a nose here over 800 individual podcast episodes and what we do is we pull those bad boys out dust them off and randomly pick three episodes for you to enjoy and in the process of enjoying these shows, I will read you what was originally said, when it was originally released. We'll push play, we'll listen, we'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll have an adventure beyond adventures. And then we'll do it three times. After the third time, I will say thank you, come again, and hopefully you will leave Ready to come back next Friday to do it all over again right here on Flashback Fridays? So let's go ahead and jump into the first episode. Uh, You know, sometimes we have random episodes. Sometimes we have themed episodes. This one particularly today is just a quick pull and see what we get. It's almost like your old iPod on shuffle, essentially. Okay, kids, here we go, and we are pulling our very first episode for the evening, and it is American Fat-Ass Podcast. Uh, It's number 25, and the subtitle is Dumb Assholes and Half-Dead Rabbits. That's right. Uh, Originally released June 23rd, 2014, and it says... This week, Nick and Jim discuss more geocaching adventures, what it may be like to have a numb asshole. And then it says, hashtag, people hate, countries, fairs, reviews, the movie, blue is the warmest color, and ham hawks. all right kids go ahead and push play on this bad boy let's see what nick and jim have to say an american podcast number 25 numb assholes and half dead rabbits
0: all right american fat ass podcast back with you for your weekly one hour bullshit session uh we've got podcast notes ready to go and uh, we should roll right through this hour nick what's going on
2: Wait a minute, we have podcast notes or I have podcast notes you're going to fucking mooch over? Is that what's going to happen?
0: I have a note. You have have a fucking
2: (laughs) note. I have a note, yes. You're a piece of shit. I've got like fucking eight different topics here. You had a fucking week to prepare, you son of a bitch. I'm fucking real. And we wonder why we just lost a Facebook follower. Yeah, right. (laughs)
0: Well, fuck that.
2: Yeah, fuck them And if I find out who you are Oh, sir, it's on Sir, or miss, or whoever the fuck you are I'm coming after yep. you Piece yep. of shit yep. Alright, fuck, I, I do Let me jump into some of my notes This way your one little note isn't just left stranded somewhere You fucking dick Sure, sure uh, Alright, so <laughs> you, you know I've been into this whole geocaching thing I think I've talked about it the last two episodes I'm, yep. I'm so fucking hooked, man It's not even funny uh, we we went out again uh, a couple days ago, uh, say we, Tina, Nicole, and I. Now, my wife is a tricky little bitch. She, uh, she wanted to go out for dessert one night, and I was like, I really don't feel like leaving the house at all. So she stops talking about it for about good, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And then I know where she goes, I have an idea. What about we go geocaching... And then we grabbed some dessert. And I was like, you bitch. It's like, really? You're going to fucking throw geocaching at me so you can go get a fucking molten lava chocolate cake, you fucking jerk? Wow. And I was like, all right, let's fucking do it. So we go out, and chaos fucking ensued, sir. Okay. We go to find this one cache, and it is at a Wells Fargo bank. Okay. So we roll in there, and it's definitely after hours. I want to say it was like, uh, I don't know, maybe 6 or 7 o'clock at night at this point. So right. the, the GPS is bringing us over to this little wooded area next to a lake off, to the, off the side of the parking lot in the building. So we're mm-hmm. looking all over the place for it. And uh, I, I guess we definitely look somewhat suspicious. You know, three people fucking out there digging through bushes and trees and shit. So yeah. as I'm looking through this one tree, a fucking security guard walks up to us. And I'm right. like, oh, this is not going to be good. So he he says something along the lines of, like, uh, what's going on there, guys? So I look up, and Nicole and Tina are next to me. Not a big deal. I see them. Mm -hmm. I look over at the security guard. I'm like, hey, man, I don't suppose you know what geocaching is? He's like, (laughs) no. (laughs) Not a fucking clue. So I I sit there and explain it to him. And after I finish explaining it to him and telling him that the GPS is let us this area... I just go back digging into the tree to find whatever I'm trying to find. <laughs> <laughs> I never look back up at him again. I'm like, okay. if I don't look at him, this may be okay. So then right. I, I happen to look over at Nicole. What does fucking Nicole do? She immediately drops to the ground and hides behind a fucking bush. I'm like, you fucking suspicious idiot. What are you doing? You can't fucking run and hide when a fucking security guard in a bank is coming over to talk to us. I was like, you yeah. fuck, you gotta be kidding me, man. But then he he ends up, he was really cool about it. He ended up saying something like, all right, guys, be safe, and just, like, wandered on back into the bank and left us. And two seconds later, I found the fucking cash that was covered in bugs and nastiness. Right. But I I couldn't believe Nicole. Here I am trying to fucking, you know, talk to the security guard and hopefully get him out of here, and she does the one thing you're not supposed to do and fucking ducks behind a bush and starts hiding. Right, right. If I was him, I would have pulled out a gun and started fucking shooting at her. <laughs> At least pepper sprayed her or something.
0: Right. <laughs> There's two things that I like about that story. One is your wife used such a dude move to get dessert.
3: Because <laughs> guys do that
0: all the time. <laughs> guys are like, Honey, you want to go and get dessert? And she's like, No. Well, what if we go to the mall and you can pick <laughs> up that <laughs> whatever? You know, we'll just stop by the food court. It'll be a win-win.
2: <laughs> Women so don't
0: pissed. usually do that, so kudos to your wife for not uh, for knowing your weak spot. <laughs> <laughs> and then two, when the security guard asks you what you're doing, and you, <laughs> 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 you you could have said, "Do you know about anything except robbing a bank?" <laughs> 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 just, <laughs>
2: yes sir we're definitely not robbing a bank yes. <laughs> sir that that would have made complete sense if fucking nicole didn't hide like she was a fucking fugitive i was like what are you doing it's like why are you fucking hiding behind the bush he saw all three of us and now all of a sudden you've behind what? the bush <laughs> like, what are you doing <laughs> i was just waiting like the whole time I immediately go back and start digging through like this hole in the tree, and like I'm just I keep thinking to myself, please walk away, please don't please don't call cops, please just walk away. Yeah. And luckily he just fucking sauntered off, man. Ugh. I was yeah. nervous there for a minute, but that's actually that was the first time somebody came over and talked to us, but not the last time. Okay. Okay. So we go out. Uh, this was a different group. It was myself, Nicole, and her mother, Vicky. Uh, we go out geocaching, what, I think, two days ago, and, um, oh, my God, man, we we hit this cache behind Target, and as we we found the cache, we're pulling it out, and all of a sudden, the three of us hear somebody say, what happened? Like, what the fuck? So, like, we turn around, and we see, like, this kid who, who's got to be, like, I don't know, like 60 feet away from us, walking through the parking lot. And he's okay. some little fucking redheaded weird kid. Wasn't even sure he nice. was talking to us. So we just went about our business, got what we needed, started walking back to the car, or the band. Then all of a sudden mm-hmm. we hear again, What happened? So now Nicole turns around and goes, Nothing! Kid doesn't say a fucking word. So again, I, I'm nice. trying to fucking figure out if he's still talking to us or not. So right. he just keeps on walking. I keep on walking. I'm like, dude, I really thought I was going to have to fucking fight a ginger today. Like, what the fuck's this kid's problem? So we get to the van. We're sitting in the van. Close up the doors. We see the kid walk by, and he starts climbing over a wall, which it, it, it's weird to me because he literally could have just walk like, another 30 feet around the wall, but no. He, he fucking jumps the wall like he's fucking Ninja Gaiden or something. Right. So he jumps over the wall, and as he jumps over the wall, I quickly open the van door. I'm like, what happened? And he <laughs> just keeps on walking, man. Like, this fucking kid, I wish, I should have fucking taken a picture of him, because I just didn't understand. I don't know. Fucking, and like, Nicole's mom, again, a little older woman, the first thing she goes is, that kid doesn't look old enough to smoke. Like, this is, that's your fucking issue? Not that he's some weird fucking redheaded kid come up saying what happened two (laughs) times that is? That's the fucking issue?
0: For some reason, I, I picture him not wearing a shirt. Was he wearing a shirt? No, he had a
2: shirt on. Now you can fucking set your little sick fantasies aside, you pervert. (laughs) What happened? You need help with that cock? (laughs) (laughs) Just start slowly unzipping your pants. (laughs) (laughs) This is what's going (laughs) to (laughs) happen! Oh, shit. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, man, hanging out with Nicole this past week, mm-hmm. it, we could just go on this podcast for days because the most random shit comes out of her mouth, and we do the most random things together. I, actually, after that night when Tina wanted to go for dessert, we all met up and we went out for dessert. We went to Chili's mm-hmm. so she can get her fucking molten lava cake, whatever the hell that thing is. Right, right. The, the funny thing about that cake, though, is she weighed all fucking ideas this cake. So we finally get this little cake thing. Now, we've had this thing several times. It's like her all-time fucking favorite dessert. Right? right. Have you ever had one before? I've seen one. All right. So you know that when you go into the center of it, like the chocolate's supposed to ooze out of it and everything, it's supposed it's molten. It's supposed to be fucking lava-type fucking yeah. shit in there. Yeah. So we start digging into this fucking cake. It's frozen solid. Nice. The whole fucking cake is frozen solid. The best part is when the waiter put down the cake in front of us, he goes... I'm sorry it took so long, but I made this one extra special for you. And it's the completely fuck fucking raw, on? man. It's, it's completely frozen <laughs> solid. And it's like, yeah, asshole, you need to work on this one a little bit more.
0: <laughs> so I should have said. Well, you, wait? you have to wait to freeze it up?
2: Like, oh. <laughs> I was so fucking pissed off, man. But while we were there, this interesting conversation came up. I don't know why it happened, but Nicole and Tina started talking about gynecologists.
4: Okay.
2: And they were talking about, you know, getting their, their yearly exam where they get, you know, poked and prodded and all c- certain special parts and everything. And yeah. out of nowhere, Nicole starts talking about uh, the doctor having to put, like, a finger in her ass. And I'm just like, what? And me and RJ are looking at each other like, where the fuck did this conversation even come from? I don't, I don't understand what's happening here. Right. So Tina says, oh my god, does he do that? And she goes, that's the weird part. I don't know if he puts a finger on my ass or not. So now everybody at the fucking table is just like, how the fuck don't you know if your doctor has inserted a digit into your ass? Like, how don't you know this shit? And she, we literally sat there for a good, like, half hour talking about how she has, like, a numb asshole syndrome. That she just can't feel things going into her ass. Which, of course, then RJ steps in going, well, I need to get some of that loop the doctor's using and bring it home tonight. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like it was—it was such a fucking weird conversation with the same sense, fucking hysterical. Like, let me ask you, sir, if I came over there right now and put a finger in your ass, do you think you would know? Possibly, possibly, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never put anything up
0: there, so I don't know.
2: <laughs> she kept telling us that uh, it's because something else was in. Let's just say the other hole. And so she, sure. it was just pressure, so she couldn't really tell. And I'm just like, no, I- I'm fucking positive right now. If something is going inside of me, I'm going to know about it. There's, I'm like, let me ask you this. If I come over there and put one finger in your mouth, and then the other finger I cram it into your fucking nostril, you're only going to think I have one finger in you? <laughs> so right. I was like, I'm just like, right. I don't understand your, your argument here. But yeah, dude, I, I don't get how somebody doesn't know that a finger is inside them especially in maybe, their ass
0: maybe she's one of those I didn't know I was
2: pregnant ladies <laughs> <I> <laughs> did, I, <laughs> that's been the greatest show in the world I didn't they know I was show. atally violated Yes. they could just be on camera sitting in like a little room <laughs> like a little isolation room <laughs>
4: The music is going It's like uh... Like,
2: The producers show them video Of somebody sticking something in their ass And like just a small tear Rolls down their cheek as they're watching it The lip quivers (laughs) Oh sir We've gotta make the show Nicole could be our first
0: guest (laughs) The camera zooms out and there's a midget with like two fingers in their asshole. <laughs> I didn't know I was being illegally violated right now.
2: <laughs> you can have like, uh, oh, what's his name? The owl from the uh, Tootsie Roll commercials. A one, yeah. a two. <laughs> Just keep fucking sticking fingers in. <laughs> Oh, my God, man. I want to make that fucking show. We we need to pitch that to somebody.
0: <laughs> TLC will take
2: it. All, <laughs> TLC <laughs> takes everything. <laughs> as long as you throw, like, a little person in there, they're, they're fucking down. You're right. They yeah. fucking love yeah. little people, man. Yeah, they do. Oh, shit. That's fucking great. Oh, yeah, uh, man. So what else been going on, man? What, what you got for this week? All right. Um... Let's let's hear your this one week- fucking note. You fucking jerkle.
0: <laughs> this weekend we went to uh, um, an event in our town. Okay, it's it's called the Pig Fest.
2: I like it already.
0: Right, lots of food trucks, which is cool. You can go and you know, there's no samples really, but you have to, you know, you can. There's a lot to choose from. So if you wanted to do like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you really could. You know, right? And um, it's all basically barbecue stuff, with, with, with some other stuff sprinkled in, but um, we go there, and it's really, like it sounds awesome, like a ton of food trucks, but that's really it, like there's really, there's a pig race that they do three times a day, and it's like, eh, alright, whatever, uh, but they only go around once, it's like, and the winner is, you know, whatever, last like three seconds, like, <laughs> um, now, they let have, me like, ask you, po- do, mm-hmm. do the
2: losers automatically get sliced up into, like, bacon and shit and, you know, serve no. the people? No. That would be awesome. That would be, be fucking awesome. awesome. That would actually make me interested in watching this. Right, right.
0: <laughs> they have, all right, they have one game there. And it's one of those ring toss on the on the duck's neck. They have a little kitty swimming pool. Okay. And, like, you, and <laughs> this is the prize. You wring oh, the duck's neck, you get a fucking rabbit. What? A live rabbit. A live like fucking just, rabbit. Yeah, they just give you, like, no boxes or anything. They just fucking give you a rabbit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I would never want to win that game. I, was <laughs> like, no. No. I would not even try. Like, if my kid asked me to win one for it, I would literally just throw the fucking rings in the opposite direction. <laughs> just drop them on the ground. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> it's the fucking worst thing ever.
0: And on Saturday, it was hot as balls. It was like 95 outside. They have these, like, prize These <laughs> You can win one of these rabbits. They're all, like, de- dehydrated laying on the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> they just made a ring around the pool. Like all these like semi dead rabbits around the pool, like you have to like you have to try to win what like and the, what what got me? Like, there's no there's no box. Like, <laughs> you do, just carry just this just
2: thing around. just yeah, just give me a rabbit. Like, just, just try to cram it into your pocket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you might as well say like, oh, if you get the ring around the duck's neck here, you could have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> most ridiculous thing i've ever that's the most ridiculous <laughs> prize i've ever seen at any like country fair
2: you know, i used to think it was ridiculous when uh there used to be this fair i used to go to all the time when i was a kid called uh brielle day mm-hmm. and uh they would every fucking year they would have this booth where it was a bunch of uh little bowls filled with water and a goldfish in it and you would throw a little ping pong ball and it land into one of the little fish bowls you got the fish right i did that every fucking year probably spent Ten times the amount that I could have just gone out and bought a little fucking goldfish. And I'd always go home with the goldfish and it would always die before I got home. it's just like, it's completely pointless. So now they're going to do this with rabbits. Like, goldfish wasn't worse enough. A goldfish, you can literally just fucking flush down the toilet. I mean, you're just, you're bringing a fucking rabbit home to die. Now I gotta dig holes. I gotta
0: dig holes to bury this shit. come on. Just... Give me a
2: fucking fish, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> give me a candy bar. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> just give me a fucking pat on the back and say good job. <laughs> I don't want right. a fucking rabbit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> last year we we went to a fair. Uh, the it's got to be NC festival, and they had one of those ping pong fish games. Right, and um, and we went on the last day towards the end of the day and my kids were like oh let's let's play a game. I'm like all right, let's do this fish thing cuz they're not going to get it in the thing, you know. They're little. Like they're not going to win. So it's like whatever. I'll just pay 2 bucks, let them play a game, they'll lose and we'll go we'll go home. And they did lose, but the guy was like, "Well, it's the last day, so everybody gets a fish."
2: <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> right.
0: I'm like, "No. Now I got to go buy a f- tanks and like rocks." Like <laughs> To buy the fake fucking fish trees? Like, come on. <laughs> I,
2: I, have, I have never had a fish live more than a few months. I kill yeah. every fish I've ever owned. I don't know what it is. You know, we, we try to clean the tanks out. We feed it. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. That fucking fish will die every single time. I kill every fish.
0: We've still got two of the three fish a year and some months later.
2: You got, from the fucking fish you won?
0: Yeah.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'll give it to you then, because I'm telling you, anytime I win one of those fish, I I kid you not, that fucker doesn't make it home. Probably because it stays trapped in a fucking plastic bag for like fucking six (laughs) hours before I get it (laughs) home. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Because as a kid, that's the first table I want to hit. How fucking, how irresponsible are my fucking parents, (laughs) where they're like, Yes, let, let's let the kid win a goldfish now in the beginning of the carnival, and then eight hours later, you know, it's going to fucking be okay. I mean, what the fuck? Because that is always the first table I wanted to hit. Like, I want to go in a fish. It's, it's the greatest thing ever. Right. And I just walk around this fucking fish. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Your parents
0: are kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? <laughs> What assholes! (laughs) They might as well just said, "Hey, Nikki, why don't you shake the bag?"
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hi, fish! (laughs) Like shake the bag. You know, you know. As a kid, I dropped that fucker a few times. I mean, I I went to go eat like lunch, so I put it there on the fucking sidewalk next to me. The sidewalk's like 120 degrees. I mean, (laughs) this fish has no chance of life. (laughs) You think about it. (laughs) This fucking poor fish has got the worst fucking, like, last day of his life ever. First of all, I flung a fucking ping pong ball at his head. (laughs) So he's dodging a fucking giant ball. (laughs) And then he gets stuck in this little fucking plastic bag where he's got no space to fucking swim. And then he either suffocates or boils to death. (laughs) I mean, either fucking way, it's the rotten way to spend your last day. It
0: sure is. Yeah, I mean, that... Boiling and suffocating are like two of my top five ways I would not want to <laughs> die. Like, <laughs> like obviously if we like when when we die, we all want to die in our sleep. This way we don't know about it, we don't feel it, we're just right. dead, you know. But like boiling I would be like that might be like number two on my top like I don't want to be boiled.
2: Right. Dude, I I don't know how I feel about dying in my sleep anymore. I, I used to, you know, same as you, like, everybody wants to die that way, not, you know, worrying about anything, but, um, mm-hmm. who, oh, fucking Kevin Smith, I can't believe I just blanked on his name. His father kind of, kind of died in his sleep. He went to bed one night, and then, uh, he woke up in the middle of the night, fucking screaming his goddamn head off, and then died. Wow. So, like, his mother said that, uh, she woke up next to him, he's fucking screaming, and then he just fucking died. I'm like... Dude, that's got to be horrendous. You wake up from a fucking cold sleep, you're, you're screaming fucking like crazy, and then you're just done. Right. So now I'm like, I don't know if I want to die in my sleep anymore. That just sounds well, like a shitty not, way to go.
0: That's not technically in his sleep. Like,
2: <laughs> he woke you? <laughs> you woke up. I don't give a shit. Sir, when I wake up, there's at least a good 10-15 minutes where I'm still considered sleeping. <laughs> Until my feet hit the floor, I'm still sleeping. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'd still rather die that way than be being fucking boiled. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh God. What? I was watching something a couple weeks ago and it made me think about this. Like uh, you remember? I think you and I talked best a while ago. Uh, they were getting ready to like fucking bury somebody or embalm them, em- and he fucking wakes up in the coroner's yes. office. Of right yes so i was thinking about that what about if like i wanted to be cremated so they weren't going to be embalming me and okay. i fucking woke up in like the incinerator how Ooh. fucking awful would that be like Ooh. to fucking die like that man oh that's
0: number one not way i don't want to die yeah, right
2: being on fire like <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds awful <laughs> I mean, it's a lose-lose too- lose situation because even if you make it out of it, you're still pretty fucked for the rest of your life. Right, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you'll look
0: like Rocky Dennis for the rest, rest, rest of your life. Just... <laughs> I don't want to do that.
2: How the fuck do you bring a fucking nineteen eighty share movie into the fucking <laughs> conversation? <laughs>
0: Cause that's just where my mind. Hey, it's Cher, all right? Uh, Lady's a legend. Okay,
2: uh, I love that movie. It's one of my yeah. fucking favorite movies, man. I'm gonna lie, <laughs> I love it. Dude, I've been I've been on <laughs> to like a weird like, like '80s kick in movies, shit. Even like TV shows. I'm watching on Hulu right now the entire uh, series of Cheers. Okay, I just started fucking watching. I'm on I'm in season two. I think like three episodes in. Dude, that See? shit is still funny to this day. I, is, I've yeah. been laughing hysterically. It's it's such a great show. You know what my yeah. favorite part is, though? The uh, the opening credits where they, they sing the theme song.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It's my favorite theme song. Yeah. Tina's, Tina and my neighbors have to be really pissed off because every time it comes on, I fucking jack up the volume well, I and just start fucking singing <laughs> yeah. it like crazy, man. Right, right, right. I felt that shit out.
0: <laughs> so what do you think is the the best 80s sitcom or TV show?
2: As of right now, uh, cheers! <laughs> Just because it's, it's okay. fresh my well, mind. Uh, I mean, let me see here. Uh, hmm, I'm trying to think of what were actually in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Welcome Back, uh, Cotter in uh the 80s? 70s. God damn it! Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, what about uh? What's happening? 70s. Shit. All right, yeah. not doing too well. Um, oh, I don't know. now. I think this is gonna be a '70s too. I was thinking Mash, '70s. Jesus fucking Christ, y'all! I'm just gonna fucking Google '80 fucking '80s TV fucking series. <clears throat>
0: you've got you've got like the Cosby Show, Mister Belvedere.
2: Oh, I love Mister Belvedere. Mister Belvedere uh, was a shit. Yeah, man, he was a shit. Um, oh, what about uh? All right, th- this one's gonna be a little fucking. Girly, but uh... oh shit! Oh, I gotta think about it for a second. The help me out. It's a TV show where the little girl's a robot. And her name's Vicky. I remember the premise. Uh, Vicky, the robot. I'm hoping that fucking gives me <laughs> something. <laughs>
0: you what, uh,
2: when I, I was younger look at that small fucking one The show i couldn't get enough was was... what i'm talking about and that Uh, was in yep 85 to 89 just made that shit
0: (laughs) the show the show that i had to watch when i was homesick from school or when i came on tv at night was uh different strokes
2: ah that was a good one man that was a good one i definitely enjoyed that one yeah. Oh, different strokes. I want to watch that whole series, too. <laughs> I'll watch them all. I'm telling you, man. I've been just very nostalgic lately. Yeah, fucking even my movies. Um, <clears throat> I just, right before we came in here, I just finished watching Never Ending Story. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. I uh, just, I saw it on Amazon Prime. I was like, shit. I used to love that movie. And that does not hold up well. I'm just throwing that out there. It's a fucking piece of shit right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That big fucking dog or whatever they end up riding. Yes, it probably just looks It like,
2: probably just looks like a big fucking like, couch. <laughs> you know what cracks me up about that? It's the whole time I thought he was a fucking flying dog. And then I'm watching the yeah. movie now, he's a fucking dragon. Yeah. He's supposed to be a fucking dragon. That motherfucker's a big floppy-eared dog. He's like a fucking like dog or something. <laughs> like, it's not a fucking right. dragon. <laughs> it's not <laughs> a dragon. <laughs> I don't ever remember him once blowing fucking fire or anything. I mean, he's not a fucking dragon. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. No, um... Alright, let's see what else we got going on. Oh, you know what? You have any people I hate? Because I have one people I hate this week. I was really pissed off with this bitch. Yeah. You got some?
0: There's there's actually one that I threw up on Twitter
2: that I wanted to get get into.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're pulling people that one. I, oh, you got one. Do it. Yeah, I got it right there. Right yeah. People I hate those who post severely photoshopped selfies.
2: <laughs> I've seen a few of those recently. It, it's kind of like embarrassing. I don't get for it. People.
0: I don't get it. Like they're they, they're taking a picture of themselves, and then they're using whatever app on their phone to like airbrush the shit out of themselves. Right, and then they just look like. They just blend into the background. It's like all like (laughs) glowy and like, like you can't, there's no features. Like Everybody looks like Voldemort. Like it's disgusting.
2: (laughs) Fucking Voldemort. (laughs) I, uh, every time I turn on the, uh, my front facing camera on my phone, it immediately pops up and says it goes into beauty face mode. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I don't want no beauty face mode. Just take a fucking picture. The fuck do I need a beauty face mode? Excuse me, this right here does not need a beauty face mode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really hoping that laugh, sir, was to you know back up what I said and not to be like, yeah, (laughs) you don't need the beauty face mode. (laughs) That was was, looking at your face.
4: (laughs) <laughs>
0: no I, I i didn't know there was a beauty f- i've never taken a selfie
2: and that's if i don't use never, it to take selfies i just use it like if i'm gonna video chat with tina or something like that like every time i put it on that, that's the okay. first thing that pops up i'm just like why really i don't need to oh no i take it back i do take selfies yeah. alright it's a little embarrassing but every once in a while while I'm sitting on the toilet I'll take a selfie and send it to my wife and text her saying I'm pooping I don't know why I just okay. it's what I do yeah alright so yeah that that's when beauty face comes on so I guess in a sense yeah maybe maybe I do need a beauty face thing <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending her a fucking pooping selfie that's awful right what kind of a fucking savage am I <laughs> What the fuck does that <laughs> <laughs> alright whatever alright so um, my people I hate is the old bitch that thought I was a woman Okay, I, I fucking I'm going on my lunch break the other day and it's my fucking first day back from vacation so I really didn't need this shit but I walk past this older woman and she turns around and says uh, you look like a woman who can get things done and I said well I'm a man so yeah there's that And then she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I know I got nice tits, but seriously, nothing else on my body screams woman. Fucking dick. I felt like I should have just whipped out my balls and, like, smacked her in the face with them. Could a woman do this? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bullshit. (laughs) Like, she was so completely convinced that I was a fucking woman. And did you say this was at work? This is at work.
0: Ah, uh, too bad.
2: I was pissed. I was so mad. I was just like, I've already had kind of a shitty day, and now this is what I got to get on top of it. Here I, I go right. to lunch, I'm like, I'm feeling good about my day, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go eat something, I'm going to chill out, you know, relax for an hour, and this is what I got to get on my way out to the fucking car. So now my yeah. entire lunch break, I'm constantly pulling down the fucking visor mirror and checking myself out, seeing if, like... If I have any feminine features or anything like that. And, right? I mean, it just it ruined my entire lunch break.
0: You look like the kind of woman that can get... You. <laughs> That's what she said.
2: <laughs> you look like the kind of woman that can get things done. <laughs> I'm a fucking man. What the fuck is that? What is that supposed to mean anyway? I don't understand. And they, like, then she's still <laughs> expecting me to fucking help her. I was like, no, I'm, I'm What's fucking walking the... away from you. Oh, God, I'm so mad. Fucking weirdo. So yeah, I hate that bitch. Ruined my whole fucking lunch break.
4: Yeah, you
2: can't take yeah. a lunch break away from a fat guy. It's it's the one thing in his day that he actually likes. It's
0: the one thing you don't want to ruin.
2: Exactly. in fucking your day. shit. And it's... you're going to ruin it by calling me a female, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been called a woman? No. That's fucking shit. Because if a, if either one of us was going to be called a woman, I would definitely point the finger at you, fucking Reese Witherspoon number one fan. Well, all right, but that's <laughs> right. Have... What? Why you can't defend have... this?
0: No, no. But I don't have the features. I don't have womanly features.
2: <laughs> like I fucking do. Is that what you're trying oh, to say? No, I'm not. No, no, don't, you do. don't backpedal, motherfucker, because you can't say <laughs> nobody can call you a woman because you don't have womanly features.
5: Right? No, right. fuck I'm... you.
0: <laughs> Never, not once, have I been called a woman or even alluded to that I that I might be a woman.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> so such bullshit, man. <laughs> Like, like,
0: you know how sometimes, like, clearly you're working with a dude, like, let's say, signing up for a service or buying a car or what whatever, but you're spending some time with them, right? Right. And then you just say, yes, ma'am. And then you're like, oh, no, I mean, sir. Like, obviously you're a man. Like, I didn't right. think you'd suddenly <laughs> change to <into> a woman.
2: <laughs> uh, see, well, that, that shit's never happened to me. I've done that, but the other way around. Like, I always mm-hmm. call, like, a guy. Oh, shit. Now, now I'm an asshole, too, thinking about it. Because every once in a while, I'll be like, uh, what can I do for you today, miss? And then I look mm-hmm. up, and it's a guy. So as I say miss, I just prolong it and, like, miss stir. And, like, hope to <laughs> God they don't, like, catch on to it. <laughs> what right, they right. do every time. They all know what's Dude. going on. <laughs> I've done that.
0: But usually, like, I'm behind, like, a cash register or something. So right. if I like like and I do the same thing, like I'll just stretch that shit out. <laughs> but I'll always like hit something. So I'll be like, How can I help you there, Miss
4: <laughs> Sterling? <laughs> just, like,
2: pretend like I'm dropping something. You know. uh, it would be hysterical if you couldn't find something to, like the or drops. So you're like Miss <laughs> just Just keep it going (laughs) and then finally you find something you're like turr (laughs) Turr. (laughs) oh shit oh man alright so let's see what else I got here oh fucking World Cup are you a soccer fan I do like the
0: sport of soccer yes
2: I don't mind the sport of soccer. I'm the kind of person that literally can watch every sport because I, I always find it fascinating, especially sports I know little about, um, like tennis. Uh, I didn't know much about tennis, but I started watching because I thought it was fucking incredible these people you knew. I grew up watching like uh, Andre Agassi and the, the shit he would do, uh, Pete Sampras. So um, I always watched those guys, and I always thought it was incredible. So watching them, I started learning the sport, learning the scoring, learning you know, what the penalties were and everything. Okay. So same thing with soccer. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to have a friend back in Jersey who older whose older brother went to I think uh, I think went to college in like Delaware and he was on a soccer team there. So we'd okay. go out every once in a while and watch him play and I thought it was fucking crazy. Like my biggest thing is like I can't believe how far they can kick the ball. So whatever. Right. Okay. So I just want it to be said that I don't mind soccer at all. But when I'm eating fucking lunch, that shit's annoying.
4: Yeah.
0: Tina and
2: I got hungry went out to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings the other day for lunch, and uh, the second I walked through the door, I'm like, oh man, I hope the fucking World Cup's not on, because if it is, the place is going to be jamming. So we get up to the parking lot, not a lot of cars in there, it wasn't too bad, it's like, alright, we're, we're okay. And I walk in, and I, I see on the side of the board here, it says, uh, World Cup game today at such and such time, and I'm like, oh god, it's fucking on right now. So like, alright, well it looks like it's going to be over soon, not going to be that bad. We go, we sit down, there's a fucking giant, looks to be like a hundred inch screen right above our heads. Everybody's watching it. As mm-hmm. soon as we sit down, I think it was uh, the, I think it was the Ivory Coast scored, I'm not sure, it was the Columbia versus Ivory Coast game, well somebody fucking yeah. scored. And the yeah. fucking lady next to us goes, goal! And literally holds that shit for like a minute and a half. Just fucking yeah. doesn't stop. And I'm just like, come yeah. on, Really? I said I don't want to fucking sit here with this shit the entire fucking time. And again, another another team scored. The whole fucking place in back starts going ape shit and fucking starts doing like a little chant and yelling and screaming. It's like you fucking soccer people are a pain in my fucking balls, man. All I want to do is sit here and eat my fucking wings and my burger and you know be happy. And now you're all fucking ruining this shit. And didn't we just say the last thing you want to do is ruin a fat guy's lunchtime? Right. Right. Hate
0: right. It. I the thing I hate about World Cup, and I love the event. I love the. I really do like the sport. I'm going to be coaching my son's s- s- soccer team coming up in, in the fall. So that's how, that's how much I like the sport and I enjoy right. it. Um. But uh, we're only soccer fans once every four years for two weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. Shut the fuck up.
2: Like that's the, fucking true, man.
0: And soccer is on every weekend. Like you can find a channel that has soccer on. Always. It might be a it might be a Mexican channel, but the sport is on TV. Like, and then oh, now that the World Cup is on, we're all super soccer fans, and we're going to go and go crazy for countries that we didn't even know existed before the World <laughs> Cup, like the Ivory Coast.
2: I didn't the whole, know the whole time. Tina and I are fucking watching this shit. We couldn't figure out who the fuck was playing. We had no idea right. who was playing. <laughs> right, right.
0: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, that's what pisses me off about the World Cup. You know, I mean, I like soccer. I'm familiar with. Uh, I wouldn't say all the players or even close, but like I know who Messi is. I know who Ronaldo is. Like this right. like the stars I know. Wayne Rooney. Um, so I'm familiar with the, with the players. I know how the sport works. Like I could sit there and watch it and actually know what's going on and not just, Oh, goal, like, and just, you know, pay attention for that 30 seconds that the goal is on and act like an idiot for the next half an hour.
2: Right. <clears throat> See, I, I don't know any of the fucking rules. I, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. Cause like, again, I find it interesting and I, I respect the talent and athleticism these guys have, but I know mm-hmm. fucking nothing about it.
4: Right. So I mean, I again,
2: I that's why I can't follow it. I mean, like I was talking about this with other people, and they're like, "Oh, well, he doesn't like soccer." It's so not that I don't like it. I mean, it's just not something I'm gonna go out of my way to watch all the time because it's not something I know anything about. But if right. it's on, I'll totally fucking watch it. Like the even the game that I was super fucking annoyed with while watching the uh, while reading lunch, I was watching the whole fucking time because again, I, I I do respect what they can do out there, but. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't need all the other bullshit that comes with it. No. Now again, that, what?
0: Keep going. I was gonna say that that lady with the the screaming goal in your fucking face, like, I, I would have asked asked to move. I would have been like, can I can I please get away from this fucking asshole? <laughs> it
2: was so fucking. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, now I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because when I watch like my favorite sports teams, like uh, the fucking Bulls, for instance, when I watch a game, I go fucking ape shit. All right, I, mm-hmm. I get fucking loud. I'm very obnoxious. Tina mm-hmm. fucking hates it because I'm clapping really loud. I'm yelling. I'm screaming. I'm cursing at the fucking TV. I, I go right. crazy. But difference is, I do it in the privacy of my own home. I don't. Right. I don't go out to fucking clubs or bars or anything and start acting like an asshole any other place. I do it in the right. privacy of my own home. And actually, yeah. um, RJ uh, last this last season asked me if I want to come over and watch one of the games with him. And I was like, eh, I don't think so. I was right. saying, That's probably not a good idea. I was like, I get a little crazy and whatnot. I might try to just do that in my own house, you know, where I'm not going to offend anybody. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I, I get it. You you want to go crazy, support your team. But, I mean, there's a difference between cheering and applauding, you know, being happy your team won and then these fucking idiots that go out and, like, fucking just scream and throw shit. And just, yeah, know, it just yeah. annoys me. See, I... It
0: doesn't annoy me as much the fans that go to bars and root for their team or whatever but it's the Ivory Coast like they don't have fans like not even people in their own country give a shit about
4: that like,
0: like you're not a you're not you know walking around with an Ivory Coast jersey after lunch like you can't name a single player on that team like you're not a, I, you're not a fan like we we went out to lunch uh, Saturday and Argentina was playing and my son's favorite team player is on that that team Messi right and um and we're watching the game and it's getting towards the end and in the last minute the last thirty seconds I think he scores the winning goal right and and we're all like yes like keeping it to ourselves you know like. Like, good job, you know, rooting for my son's favorite player, you know. We're not like, go! Bullshit, like, no. Like, and we're fans. Like, we know the player. We know We know the sport. It just, it, it, it boggles my mind how, like, these people, like, just every four years they come around and just because a guy kicks a ball into a net, they think that they have the right to, you know, act like morons.
2: Like fucking morons. I can't... I just I can't deal with it. Yeah. Cannot deal with it at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So, let's see what else I got here. Oh, shit. Oh, sir. Are, are, are you ready for this one? Because I think we're going to get into the uh, sexy time of the podcast.
0: Okay. What do
2: you got? Oh, we're going to review a movie.
0: Oh, good, good.
2: Hell yes, yeah, sir. We are all reviewing... Right. Blue is the warmest color. Okay. Have you ever heard of it before?
0: Absolutely not.
2: Awesome. <laughs> oh, sir. This, oh, okay. First of all, let me let me explain to you how I came to watch this movie. Right. So, uh, the, other, the other day, when I, the day I told you about the uh, geocaching with fucking retarded ginger kid screaming, what happened? Yeah. Well... Shortly after that incident, uh, we decided to run back to a house and kind of hang out for a little bit. Okay. Uh, Nicole and I were the only ones left, and she's like, I just want to go back and watch a, a movie or something. I'm like, sure, that's fine. So we go back to the house, and she's searching through Netflix, and we're trying to find a movie to watch. And she comes right. across this movie. She's like, oh, you know, Kevin Smith talked about this movie. You know, it, it has lesbians in it. I'm like, sold. Let's watch it. Okay. So she puts it on. Okay, first thing I notice is it's all fucking subtitled.
4: Right.
2: Three fucking hours of subtitles.
4: Three hours,
2: like, wow. Three fucking hours, sir. So I'm like, okay, th- this is not going to be good. So mm-hmm. th- this this is the synopsis of the, the story. Uh, a young girl who is 15 years old. Please fucking remember, 15 years old. One fucking five. 15. Okay. All right. Okay, young girl, fifteen years old, struggles with her sexuality, tries guys but runs back to girls, and then cheats on girlfriend with a guy. Hot sex scenes, crazy restaurant scene, all sex, nonstop. Okay, fifteen-year-old girl, this this chick is supposed to be. Right. So we're we're watching this movie, and to be honest with you, I completely fucking stopped reading the subtitles. I I just I couldn't do it anymore. It was starting to aggravate me, so I was like, right. whatever. I figured if I was lost, I would just ask Nicole who hopefully was reading it all then. I guess she was reading the whole thing because when she got to use the restroom, she asked me to keep reading so I could tell her what was going on with it. So whatever. So I'm watching this and out of nowhere, this fucking chick who's 15 years old starts having a dream, like a wet dream. And she is fantasizing that she's with this woman who she just saw with blue hair and okay. she fucking goes to town herself. Now again, she's supposed to be fucking fifteen. And she's rocking the body of like a fucking twenty-five year old, extremely hot. Yeah, yeah. Rubbing her tits, fucking. She's all up inside of herself, and I mean, it, it's pretty fucking visual. Like I mean, you see everything.
3: Okay. So I'm
2: like, okay, that that's kind of sexy. So I'm like, all right, maybe maybe I can get into this movie a little bit more. Right. So we go on a little bit further. And, uh, you know, she goes on about her life, like, she's trying to struggle to figure out who she is. She kind of knows that she doesn't like guys, but because she's afraid to kind of admit it to herself and everybody else, she starts to date this one guy. And the the cutscenes in between, like, just the regular storyline and the sex was strange. Every fucking scene where they did something sexual, it came out of nowhere. Like, when she was having sex with a guy... It literally went from this was a scene. They're kissing, and then next thing you know, they cut to a scene of him ripping her panties off her. And she's okay. like, Where the fuck did this happen? Right. So they're fucking going at it like crazy, and all of a sudden, like, she rolls off of him, and he rolls over, and I hear fucking Nicole go, Um, uh, uh. I'm like, What? 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 I look up, and she goes, Did you just see that? I'm like, See what? I was playing on my phone. And she goes, I just saw dick. I was like, what? It's like, rewind it. Let me see. (laughs) I want to see it now. So she rewinds, and sure enough, giant fucking dick pops out. But I look at that for a split second. I look past the dick, and I see a fucking vagina. I'm like, okay, you can keep looking at dick. I'm going to look over here at the pussy. So we keep going. It's, It's a fucking bizarre scene, but whatever. Then, sir, we come to the next sex scene. And this is actually with her and a girl. And it is the most erotic fucking lesbian sex scene I've ever seen in my life I've seen plenty of girl on girl action I've never seen it like this especially not in a fucking non-porn movie these two were legitimately going at it you could see them putting things into things and fucking like their faces were all glistening after they were going down on each other there was one part where the one girl literally literally spreads her fucking ass cheeks apart and slams her fucking face into it and starts eating her ass out I've never fucking seen shit like this. Like, it it was legit sex. There was no way they were miming this. This was actual fucking lesbian sex. Right. This sex scene went on for like 35 minutes. Like, we just sat there for 35 minutes watching these two fucking bang. And they had the weirdest fucking positions I've ever seen in my life. And Mm -hmm. as weird as they were, each one was like way more sexier than the last. Like there, there was one scene where they're both laying on their sides, and like her, her head is in between her legs, and her head's in between her legs, and their legs are crossed over for each other, and it's like a fucking, a sick twisted game of Twister where they have things into themselves. Man, it, it was it was right. nuts. Now, thirty five minutes of that, I'm like, it can't get any better than that. I mean, that that was a fucking pretty decent sex scene. Mm-hmm. No sir. Later on in the fucking movie. Now, after these two girls have broken up because the, the one that was 15 uh, cheated on her. Now, I should say this, is, this progresses over years, so now she's not 15 anymore, but whatever.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, they meet in a restaurant, a public restaurant with other people in said restaurant. Okay. And they're talking, and they're like, you know, how you doing? Everything's great. Then the one girl who cheated, she's like, you know, I really miss you. I, I miss everything about you. And she takes the girl's hand and starts licking the back of her fingers. And then shoves her whole fucking hand into her mouth. And starts fucking sucking on her hand. Then they start kissing for a second. And then the girl fucking grabs the other girl's hand. Scoots a little bit out of the fucking, out of the booth, And rams her fucking hand in between her legs. And like holds it there while she's kissing her. Again... Any fucking restaurant with at least two mm. other people sitting, maybe ten feet fucking from them, right. she's like cramming her fucking hand in between her legs and fucking like gyrating on that shit. Right. It's just I, I don't get this movie. I couldn't tell you anything else about this movie other than the craziest, hottest lesbian sex scenes I've ever seen in my life.
0: Okay, all right, fair enough.
2: And because of that, well, what's our what's our rating? How many burgers?
0: Six. Six is Six? the max.
2: Sir, fuck you. I'm going like eight and a half fucking burgers, because the, <laughs> the glistening faces was fucking worth the extra burgers.
0: Right, right. Okay, alright. Well, <laughs> I do have some questions about the plot.
2: Nah, I'm probably I'm not going to answer, but whatever. <laughs> Let's see what I can do for you. <laughs> alright, alright. Okay.
0: Is there a Chihuahua anywhere? Do they introduce a Chihuahua, preferably wearing pink? Uh,
2: no, I don't remember a dog of any kind. I don't remember dogs at no. all. No dog. Okay. All right. If there was a dog, um, it probably would have been like licking peanut butter off somebody's cooch or something.
0: Okay. Um, uh, does it take place at a school, like a like a like a college,
2: like Ivy? So some parts some... were at a school. I'll give you okay. that. There were was, was okay. some parts in a school.
0: Alright. Was it like upper crust? Like, you know, like rich kids go to this school? You know, maybe yeah. nerdy kids?
2: So some of the bitches did seem a little snobby, like they had some money, but I wouldn't necessarily say they were rich kids.
0: Okay, okay. Was there ever a scene where the main character... <laughs> Like is walking through the school, the school courtyard, and there's a guy there asking two girls out, and they kind of make fun of him a little bit. And she comes up and it was like Kevin and slaps him and says, "How come you never called me?" And he goes, "Uh, "I don't know. Did that ever
2: happen?" "No, sir. Never happened." (laughs) "No."
0: "Okay." Was there a trial of any kind?
2: Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it a trial, say with a judge and whatnot, but there was a part okay. where all her friends started like accusing her of being gay because she was hanging out with like a lesbian and whatnot, and they did okay. kind of put her on, say, a trial with like air quotes here, trial. Okay. Okay. All right. It was shortly was thereafter this... that I stopped reading the subtitles. By the way. <laughs> all right.
0: All right. Final question. Is Reese Witherspoon in the movie?
2: No, sir. Reese Witherspoon is not in the movie. Damn it! <laughs> that would have been the best movie ever. Ah, shit. All right, what do you? What's your What's your rating on it? Two, two. Oh, two fuck, you, six. fuck you! Fuck uh, you! I'm I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna send you the pictures I took of the fucking sex scenes and you, you, your, your fucking rating will go up I, I forgot to tell you about that <laughs> Shortly after the, the movie was coming to an end Tina came over Because she just got out of work So she's hanging out with mm-hmm. us <laughs> So What did Nicole and I do? Rewind the whole fucking movie And start showing Tina All the sex scenes <laughs> So during the sex scenes I take out my phone And I start taking pictures Of all the sex scenes And I text them to RJ Be like Dude this is what you're missing This is some of the hottest right. shit I've ever seen <laughs> You gotta see this shit so yeah, I send him like fucking three or four pictures of the sex scenes. Which I'm going to in turn send to you and were finished recording because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to boost your fucking score.
0: <laughs> nope. I am an ethical man. I stick to my score.
2: Do I it wish doesn't I could, have reason. I wish I could remember nah. what movie I was watching the other day. I, I remember I messaged you. I'm watching this fucking movie who which I did not know had Reese Witherspoon in it at all. And then out of nowhere yeah. fucking ups pop Reese Witherspoon. I was like, "What the fuck, man!" I immediately thought of you, and I, I busted out laughing. <laughs> oh, I really wish I could remember what movie that was. God Damn it! Oh man. Ah, uh, that's gonna fucking irritate me now. Cause I'm just I'm watching it the whole fucking time. And I, she pops up and it's like, "This is this is we, we should I should fucking review this movie with Jim <laughs> and this way when he asks that question." Like, well, as matter of fact, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh man oh yeah
2: alright man looks like we're uh, just about an hour you have anything else to do? no I don't think so I think we're good yeah going through all my notes here we hit on everything I want to talk about so I think we're all fucking good to go
0: one one thing I did want to bring up that I forgot to bring up earlier in the show Um, uh, uh, abduction wine
2: Um, Oh, yes.
0: Good point. Yes. Uh, The fine folks at Abduction Wine uh, reached out to us and said that they were huge fans of the show and they're going to send us uh, swag and samples and, you know, anything else that we want. And one day we will have uh, either Jeremy or Rob on to the show. They can tell us a little bit about their process, their wine, what they do. Um, From what I've read on reviews, it's really – it's good shit, so – Um, I'm really excited for that. You know, I, I, I do partake in a little bit of wine. Um, if this shit, if this shit is as good as the reviews are, then I will partake in a little bit more.
2: Uh, I don't drink wine or beer at all. So it's going to be interesting, but I'm definitely going to try it out and I'm going to bring it over some friends houses that, uh, Mm -hmm. fucking are definitely beer and wine corner, Connoisseurs? Yeah, connoisseurs. Connoisseurs. Yep. I thought to say yep. fucking corny sores. Like that, that's not a fucking word. <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say carnivores. <laughs> <Like they're... laughs> what does being a meat eater have to do with drinking a beer? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Although I will say when I uh, when I talked to one of my friends about this, the first thing he said was, wait a minute, they make beer, wine, and energy drinks? <laughs> the kind yeah. of a combination of that I don't know. We're gonna try it out. We'll find out, man.
0: We will find out. We will find out. That's for sure. Yep. And speaking of meat and beer, like every time I have a beer, the the one thing that I think is, you know what this beer needs? <laughs> meat, <laughs> <Fucking> meat, <laughs> pork. Like just <laughs> stick a fucking ham hock in this beer. <laughs>
2: Fucking ham hock! with <laughs> <mad at> you? <laughs> Again, with all the fucking cuts of meat out there in the world, that's what you fucking pick. You could go a like hock, a lamb yeah. or a fucking T-bone or a fucking nah. porterhouse. No, you go fucking ham hock. Ham hock. Who the fuck would put a ham hock inside of a beer? What's the matter with you? It would taste awesome. It would fucking be awful. Who the fuck's gonna eat a ham hock to be? Have you ever had a ham hock? Yeah. Is it good?
0: Yeah, it, did. it tastes like ham.
2: I don't know. It, oh, what do you mean you don't know? You just said you had one. Now you now you, you made yeah, it, it taste like ham? To me, it tastes like ham. I don't i don't see what the big deal is about ham hock, why people don't eat it. It's got the fucking word hock in it. All right. It, the word hock sounds like you're fucking coughing something I'm like hock, hock. Okay. It, it, okay. So, it sounds awful, sir.
3: Well, I, I don't think I'd ha- ha-
2: ever... I don't think I'd ever eat a ham hock. I'm just saying. It's not (laughs) ham-cock. Well, that I might eat.
0: (laughs) All right. And on that, let's wrap it up. (laughs) There you go. Dick likes pig dick.
2: All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that leaves you out of the equation, Mr. Small Dick. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, folks. American Fat-Ass Podcast. This has been a good show. Uh, Let's – well, before we just – end it like that abruptly. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find us online at www.americanfatasspodcast.com on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us uh, on Jazo Podcast Network. Just Google them for their web address. Um, we are on Stitcher, iTunes. Please leave us a review. Uh, we hadn't hassled you uh, in quite a while to leave us a review, but please do so. Let us know how we're doing. If we suck, tell us if we're great. Tell us, um, five stars uh, would be great. But if you feel like we don't deserve it, then don't fucking do it. Um, and uh, interact with us with our people I hate hashtags. Um, we also have good to good to be fat. We hadn't had any good to be fat. What's up?
2: <laughs> I'm thinking about last week when you said people I hate. <laughs> okay. Did, did right. you see? Uh, did you see Twitter when R J put? I did. People yes, I hate hashtag did. your mom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, I did see that. I <laughs> ah, loved it. <laughs> All right, sir, continue. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're done. This has been a good show. We're out.
1: You know, I've never seen that movie. I've heard tons of things about it. The blue is the warmest color. I've, I've heard just a plethora of, of good things. That I, I've never sat down and just indulged. Um, you know, I, I do understand the content and the the people that it represents but i i understand that the story itself is really well so maybe one of these days i mean shoot it's been what five years since this thing was recorded i think maybe it's time for me to set my butt down and get a numb butthole and watch blue is the new warm color and we'll see what happens all right kids let's go ahead and move right along that's how this works we go we listen we talk we chit we chat you get to know me i get to know you and we move on to the next show all right so this one is this one particularly is my girl's favorite episode or not favorite episode but it's it's my girl's favorite show um it's with their mama Who is uh, who's passed? Uh, Her name is Lacey Montoya, my, my late wife. And it is Don't Get Us Started, number 18 Sadie's Reflections. Originally released January 2nd, 2014. It says Sadie and Lacey kick off the new year as Sadie reflects back on her time spent in Liberia in 1971. If you were interested for more Sadie's adventures in that country, check out. This is real, kids. This is a real book. I was the publisher. I published it. Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner. You can find it on Amazon. Okay, let's go ahead and enjoy this. And don't get us started, number 18. Sadie's reflection.
3: Hi, everybody. I am S. Sadie Burbank, and I am Lacey Montoya. Welcome to Don't, Don't Get Us started. started.
5: So, oh, what a
3: day! It's after New Year's yes. now. Yes, it's now 2014. Ah, uh, clean slate, more or less. Yes, we're just what a few days into the new year. Yes, we have to figure this out ahead because of time because we're really not. Truthfully, it's not after New Year's yet. This is a recording. That's being done before then so we can release it for New Year's. So yes. but we're pretending just like we're they looking do,
6: into the future, just
3: like they do on TV. Yes. I saw something the other day and I'm like, gee, that felt just like a real Christmas thing. And it was, you know, they, oh, it was, um, uh, what's her face? The Long Island medium. Mm, and she did her little Christmas, their family Christmas uh-huh. thing and everything. And I know they had to record that either last year uh-huh. or in August or some shit. Right. But in any case, it felt very Christmassy. It was yeah, cute. Yeah, they have the air conditioner blowing while they had their winter clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was actually snow and stuff outside. Oh, really? oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then they had to do so, it last year. Uh, probably, I don't know, because it's snowing back there a lot, yeah. uh, according to the weatherman. Yeah. You know. Well, but, I was watching,
6: <clears throat> um, there was a TV show, John and Kate Plus Eight, and I was watching oh, yeah, the behind yeah. the scenes with them with their recording, and it was so sad because the eight kids they did their Christmas show for the TLC program, and then they had to put all the Christmas stuff away because oh, it, wasn't it wasn't really Christmas. <laughs> yeah, for the little ones not to understand they're, well, they're probably not that little confused. anymore, are
3: they? No, but at the time yeah, they were yeah, they were little. Yeah, yeah, that's a big change in that family too. Oh yeah, I haven't watched that show in ages. I kind of lost interest. Uh, we do that, you know. We get all caught up in a new show, and mm-hmm. we like it for a while, and then it eh, becomes the same not thing. Not so much over. Now we're still hooked on Grimm,
5: mm-hmm.
3: okay, because we really like Grimm. We're still hooked on The Voice, mm-hmm. which is over now. They they finished the they did their season uh, final. Pardon?
6: They did their season final.
3: Yeah, that's all done. Uh Last what day is this? Thursday, Wednesday. Wednesday. They so did yesterday. their last show last night, okay. announced the winner. And
6: it was um, the winner who you were cheering for.
3: Actually this time I was uh, pretty much cheering for the one that won and the one that that came in so second. You had two. So it, you know, it was not um, I wasn't as invested in the outcome this time as I was last year. Right. Last year, I really wanted Danielle Bradbury That's to win. That's me and Dave with really. Big Brother. And she did. And so I was real happy about that. I still like Danielle Bradbury. We have her new album, and it's gone, like, viral all over the world oh, and cool. stuff. And she's uh, she's really good. I like her. Yeah, I'm
6: into reality shows.
3: Mm-hmm. I like um the Long Island Medium. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the cooking shows I like, but not enough to actually watch them anymore. We sort of got out of that habit right, too. me too. Um, I used to have jewelry television on all the time. That's mm-hmm. not a reality show in in the, you know, per se. Right. But it's, you know, kind of reality. And, and it's kind of expensive. <laughs> and, but I don't leave it on all the time because I tend to buy stuff when it's on. Right. So I try not to do that. And same with QVC. I like to mm-hmm. watch that. But again... Uh, dang, every time I watch it, I'm like, Ooh, I don't have any of those. I should have some of those. They're
6: not. Click, click.
5: Yeah. And,
3: oh, and I don't have to pay for them all at once. Uh And the shipping is free. Okay. I think. Sold. (laughs) Yeah. And so I, I have to, you know, cause I'm a real impulse buyer. Yeah. So, so is Ernie. But you know, it's funny cause I'll watch those shows like either at night while he's asleep or in the morning while he's still sleeping. And every once in a while, I'll go, honey, wake up. You gotta see this. That's, that's really good. We gotta get one. And he'll wake up and he'll look at it and he'll go, no. And I go, oh, okay. Never mind. You know, <laughs> because it'll be something he's already considered and right. rejected for whatever his reasons are. And he likes to investigate.
6: He's not so much of an impulse power because he likes to investigate reading people's reviews and. Yeah, that kind of,
3: for, for big things. Yeah. yeah. But take him to a grocery store and then you're talking major impulse. Right. Okay, because well, he's, he's he's totally like I am in that regard, you know. And he'll and he'll go up and down the aisles, uh-huh. you know, he's not one of those guys that goes, Okay, we got Tapping the bread and milk, let's leave. You know, and so that's kind of cool. But um yeah, T V Real, I'm trying to think. We like some of the sporting events, shows. Not mm-hmm. sporting events, I take that back. Like the fishing shows. Okay. Um, uh, That one where they catch weird monster fish and stuff. Mm -hmm. We like that one.
6: I think that's what it's
3: called. Well, it's not weird monster fish, but yeah, monster monster fish. And uh, although I didn't care for the guy too much, he's a little weird himself. But in any case. I watch
6: Little People, Big World.
3: I don't watch that show, but I've been watching their commercials for it. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like, are they getting a divorce? I.
6: They always fight on the show, and the kids even say, "Do no. they?" Um, mm. It's not really finance nitpicking back and forth. Mm. It's his way or no way. And mm. um, I watched mm. the season final last night, and I think that they're going to separate. Did more they more.
3: also have a medical issue with their little adopted boy? Didn't they have a little no, Asian that's a adopted different, that's a different boy? Show. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, I messed um, up. Little then.
6: People, Big World is the family. Mom and dad are consanguineous dwarfs right and they have four children and only one of them is a dwarf the twin right a twin brother and him and the right brothers
3: well what's yeah, the one with the little Asian little couple, little couple. Mm-hmm. oh well there you go yeah
6: they just adopted I watched that one also yeah. I watch um they adopted a little boy from China I believe yeah
3: did he have some kind of medical issues yeah and I
6: think it's just because of his dwarfism um because
3: i remember hearing again through the commercials mm -hmm. and they were like oh we're sorry that this is such a tragedy and everything and i'm like oh
6: shit well i don't don't know about that i don't know what
3: that was about so
6: that they're trying to just work on his medical condition with dwarfism oh oh okay good i was
3: hoping it wasn't anything real serious um
6: problems with hearing Mm. she's a doctor
3: Oh, the little person mm-hmm. is a doctor? Yes. That's cool. Little people need doctors too. Yes. She's probably a doctor for other people she, besides right. little right. people too. Oh yes.
6: She works in, I think, like, maybe uh, Nick Care for Children. She's... What kind of care? Maybe I don't know what the word is.
3: It's in my head,
6: but it won't come out. Sorry, I hit my mic.
3: I understand Nid- that Nid- problem. Nick
6: Care. She takes care of sick babies.
3: Oh, Nick you. Nick you. Yeah, and I see you neonatal intensive care unit yes. that's what NICU yes, means that's what I was trying to okay out. yeah um, okay so she takes care of newborns mm-hmm. in intensive care
6: mm-hmm.
3: oh well that's kind of cool
6: and then he does owns his own business and they just recently a couple shows back moved to Texas oh yeah yeah
3: but the little boy is okay yeah. it's um, not dying I, or anything. No. Oh, no. Because, because they made it sound bad, you know, and they were all upset and, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, anyhow, I don't watch that one. Um, no, they I, went
6: through the heartbreaking routine I'm of not being able to get pregnant else?
3: to doing the veto
6: fertilization. That didn't work. Um, they even had somebody to be a... Um, Surrogate. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she miscarried and they, so they decided to adopt and they adopted mm-hmm. one little boy and then they adopted another little girl. But I haven't seen her yet on the show. Yeah,
3: yeah.
6: And her name's also Zoe. Oh, yeah?
3: Yeah. Some of the medical shows I like, but some of them I don't, too. Like, there's this one, uh, Stories of the ER. <laughs>
5: I, I don't like... Stories. Yeah,
3: I don't like it because it's all reenacted shit. Yeah. And, and they tend to over-dramatize mm. at times when I don't think they need to. <clears throat> but there are other... Uh, ER shows and and mm-hmm. medical shows that are more like documentary right. and not enacted or acted and I enjoy those right. a lot. I um, also like the ones where you try to well you don't try to guess I try to guess. But I like the ones where they don't tell you necessarily right away what's going on. And so I try to I try to diagnose in my head. I try to figure out what's going on the with the patient.
6: Diagnosis or the Some ends, of those yeah. yeah.
3: And then I like the parasite ones too. Yeah. The, what do they call that? Things in my blood or something?
6: Yeah. Then I've watched the one also where she kept on snailing. I feel something like it's clawing out of my head. And she kept on itching. And the doctor looked and there was nothing. And the husband's like, Doctor, come here. And she had like this worm coming out of oh, her yeah. scalp. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, totally. They're just nasty as, ew, yeah, sticky. And, but I like that because it, it helps me keep, it keeps, in my mind, it helps me to remember to be careful about what I come in contact with. Yeah. You know, hand washing is the first line of defense against mm-hmm. practically everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, paying attention to what you're putting in your mouth. And, and then going to the foreign
6: countries, seems like. Yeah, foreign
3: country travel can be detrimental to your health if you're not careful. I got lucky when I was in Liberia. Yeah. I came home uh, virtually unscathed, medically, physically, from uh, all the things that could have happened to me there.
6: What about mentally?
3: <laughs> yeah, mentally, it took a little longer, but yeah, I got, I got over it. Uh, but, um, I mean, emotionally, I should say, not necessarily mentally, but emotionally. Uh, but physically, there's so many things could have happened to me. <laughs> so, yeah. uh Somebody was watching out for me. You know, like I always say, God watches out for fools and drunks. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you got to be careful where you go and who you go there with and what you do when you're there and stuff like that. But I do enjoy those shows just because of my medical background. I think it's, it's interesting stuff. And Ernie likes them too. We also like to watch surgeries a lot, which yes. a lot of people don't like because they're like, so it depends
6: on my mood. You know, there's blood. And if I'm not <laughs> feeling too well and they start showing. Oh, yeah. If you're not I feeling well, then it
3: might not be exciting. But we do enjoy. Uh, watching that kind of stuff you don't see them too much anymore but used to be a lot of surgery yeah. shows like
6: everything they phase in and then they leave and <laughs> yeah. something else comes in and yeah
3: and that and we kind of do that with i like watching, our likes and dislikes well, yeah too. i like watching
6: yeah. um house hunters international just because i like to see the way different countries bathrooms are set up or their kitchens are set up or you know <laughs> how their homes are yeah
3: like that lady, did I tell you about that lady that we met in, or in meet, but the lady that, that I sort of ran into in the bathroom at Paris yes, Casino. Yeah, she told me about her. It was so cute. She was like taking pictures in the, the, uh, the ladies' restroom in, in the, in the Paris Vegas. Casino yes. in Las Vegas, uh, because it's, it's got, they, there's gold fixtures and, and, uh, the basins are all, uh, they're decals, but they look like they're hand-painted floral designs uh-huh. and shit. And it's, you know, it's very, very, ornate. very ornate and very... wasn't um, she from Italy? Yes, she was Italian. Yeah. Very French mm-hmm. looking, okay? And, of course, being the Paris Casino, that's Their appropriate. Theme. But she was, it was funny because I was sort of in her way, so I moved out of the way and she was, like, backing up and everything, trying uh-huh. to get the good angle, you know. And so with her back to me, I said, um, not like the bathrooms at home, huh? You know, or right. some comment like that. And she didn't say much; she didn't say anything. And so then, when I could see her face, I said, "Uh, do you have? I what did I say? Something inane, like you know, you don't have a bathroom like this at home, or I don't have a bathroom like this at home, or something." And she just kind of smiled. And so I said, "Where are you from?" Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Italy." Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, she's from Italy. Communication but barrier. But it was yeah, it was her her grasp of Excuse me. Her grasp of English was probably far better than mine of Italian. Right. You know, I know how to say "buona notte" and and that's probably not even Italian. Uh, and that's about it. So and ciao, baby. You know, and that's,
5: that's
3: that. About that's it. it and Linguini, and I'm done. You know. <laughs> so, but anyhow, um, um, different houses in the world, um. I think is what you were talking about, the, the show. Yeah, international. They go, yeah. Americans Which is go up cool. there and yeah. they
6: look to buy a home. Yeah,
3: and it's interesting to see what people live in. And we, we're we used to, in this country, we're used to a certain style of home right. with um, bathrooms nearby, the bedrooms, and things of and that nature. It's, so it's not necessarily always the case. Right, it's, not Not always the case in other countries you see this little stove yeah. and
6: for us it'd be like something would be in a motorhome. that's so yeah. tiny it's like that's yeah. a family stove oh shit yeah. no
3: yeah kitchens kitchens in england are not terribly large either yeah. and here a kitchen in at least in newer designed homes is damn near like a master bedroom well yeah it's 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 uh, because they do they combine a lot of times um tiny the room. dining room and family room mm-hmm. and kitchen all in one so it's a huge Open and i mean space. huge like 30 feet across by mm-hmm. 20 feet you know stuff like that uh where it's all one big room but and see then... i
6: think that also goes to us americans we love our food
3: well and we love our our appliances uh-huh. you know we got we it's not enough we have a refrigerator no 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 we have to have a double light or uh-huh. the or the refrigerator drawers which uh-huh. i you know i've always kind of thought that was cool I would like to have refrigerator drawers. Uh-huh. That would be nice, you know, because I wouldn't have to. I want to well, get
6: the fridge with the freezer on the
3: bottom. Years ago, I, I have so one bad. of those because years ago I told my husband, I said, "Look, I'm getting old, and my uh-huh. bendy foldy parts don't do it anymore. So if you want me to keep cooking, you're going to have to get me a refrigerator with a refrigerator on the top, uh-huh. like God intended them to right. be, and not on the bottom. Because how often you are know? you
6: in the freezer? Not often. Not in the enough. More.
3: Not enough to make it worth bending over and with a regular refrigerator where it's like bottom to top refrigerator Mm -hmm. and maybe the freezer on the side like Mm -hmm. a what do they call those half and halves yeah you know uh or the ones with the with the freezers on the top side by side thank you uh, then you have to if you if the refrigerator parts on the bottom. Eventually, you're going to be down on your hands and knees, uh-huh. crawling to the back looking for something you can't yeah. reach. And I can't get on my knees because of the surgeries, right. and na-na-na-na. and and that tab, So, so I think that right. David
6: needs to get me right. right. I think Honey. so too.
3: I think so too. But I'm telling you, what you pay a little bit more, mm-hmm. not a lot more, as much as you would think. It's not so right. much a little bit more to have the refrigerator where it should be. Yeah, it's up like I'm n- n- above. I'm
6: tall. I'm 600. How one, we so... ever,
3: how we ever got to the point of having the stupid freezer, freezer on, on top, top and the refrigerator in the bottom. I do know. I was going to say I don't know, but I do. They were designed by men. Sorry. Uh-huh. Okay. That's enough said. Had a
6: discussion with that yeah. one. <laughs> so,
3: but we do like our appliances. We yeah. like our stoves to be big. We like big ovens. Sometimes we like our ovens separate from our uh-huh. cooktops. Or ranges or whatever you want to call them.
6: Yeah, I would love to have a wall oven just because, then again, my back. Not have to crawl down, down
3: on the floor. I have wall ovens. But they're stacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the lower one is actually pretty low, but I can still, you know, get yeah, into it. And it has a, what do you call it, window. Mm-hmm. So you can see and everything. Like when I'm brailing cool. in the
6: brailler, I sit on the floor.
3: Yeah, because you bid. can't watch it otherwise. And that's, that's a PIA. Uh-huh. And so we do like our appliances and we like our families. You know, there's so much, uh, when you, when you cook at home, and your family is is here and there a lot, it's the only time you get a chance to really talk with one another mm-hmm. sometimes is when you're cooking and having your meals and we stuff. So having it, it all together.
6: The kitchen is the heart of the home. Yeah, and
3: having that all together in one room is convenient Yeah, because otherwise- for that. You're know? in the
6: kitchen by yourself. Everybody else is in the family room, and right. you're separated from the activities right. that's going on in your home. Right,
3: and that, and and then there's also the issue of having to trek back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, in in a in an open kitchen area like we're talking about, it's cool because you can just almost reach over and put something on the table, right. as opposed to going into another room right. and going. You know, eh, duh, duh. so formal dining rooms are pretty much passé in mm-hmm. this country, at least for those of us who don't live real high on the hog and all us that, ordinary I like folks have a home
6: where i'm using every single excuse me every single space of my home otherwise it's useless
3: what's that I, not, I missed the first part of what you said i'm sorry well I,
6: you're saying that um formal dining rooms or living rooms yeah i'm like a person who likes to use every space in my house i yeah. don't
3: want something to just sit there and look pretty don't go in that room right or it's just for dining right yeah and you know it's it's nice to have the uh the openness of the house and and mm-hmm. and includes it includes more of the family members yeah. i think yeah, and it's nice for the bedrooms to be secluded because mm-hmm. yeah, of obvious reasons right. you want seclusion in your bedroom uh, that's not a
6: family room it's hopefully bedroom. not Some, <laughs> yeah. sometimes it has to be and well, that's
3: yeah. that's we get that that we understand that not everybody is Fortunate enough to have a house where they can all each have their own bed right. and each have their own room and all of that sort of thing. But as much as possible, you want to have your own privacy right. and your own seclusion. And yes, we do like our bathrooms yes. to be in our, near our bedrooms. We like our bathrooms to be comfortable and, mm-hmm. and uh, have all of the things the we need them we need. to have. And cause we like to get up in the night and go pee and stuff like that. So.
6: Thank goodness for indoor plumbing. Yeah,
3: no shit. Uh, Well, I grew up without indoor plumbing. Uh, when I was a kid, we had, well, both actually. When, when, uh, when I was real little, we had indoor, we were in a house in Burbank. Um, and of course we had indoor plumbing there. Uh, when we moved up north, we had, we lived in the farmhouse for Mm -hmm. a while and, and it had, I'm sure it had indoor plumbing, but isn't that odd? I don't remember the bathrooms at all in that house. And I was five and six years old during that time. Interesting. Well, anyhow, I'm sure we had, because I don't remember having outdoor plumbing. So that's Mm -hmm. how I know we had indoor. Uh, But we did go visit friends who had outdoor plumbing. And so, yeah, I used to have to go out at night because I've always had bladder issues. And it's very scary when you're little having to yeah. go out and pee in the, and, and we had, uh, you know what a thunder mug is? No. Okay. A thunder mug is, um, uh, the old fashioned thunder mug was an old, um, ceramic bowl with a handle and i'm and i'm i'm using my hands no not a wash basin i'm using my hands to indicate it was probably at least 24 inches across yeah. or so around in that and round mm-hmm. and deep and they were put under the bed and you used those in the night when you had to so get up the and pee. had a handle on it yeah oh, and it just okay. for convenience sake so you could pick it up and carry it out and dump it okay and hopefully somewhere appropriate um but you use those to pee in in the night and hopefully just pee. Right. right. And they weren't intended for other things. However, we all know <clears throat> when you get up in the night to go pee, sometimes you pass gas too. Yes. And of course that makes a thunderous sound sometimes. Oh. And so they were called thunder mugs. I get it. Uh, <clears throat> and the mug part because it had a handle and looked like a giant mug. Well. I
6: bet you will not be drinking that. Also. No.
3: Well, when I was a kid, I went to visit family friends and spent the night. And I don't recall now why, uh, but they had outdoor John. Okay. And, um, <laughs> it was, it was a house designed for the very basic necessities. Okay. So there was a kitchen. There was a hallway leading from the kitchen to the back of the house, mm-hmm. off the hallway, were the various bedrooms. There were like two or three bedrooms. One for the mommy and daddy, the rest for the kids. And they had a lot of kids. Uh And the hallway was, for reasons I'll never know, presumably, I don't even know if it was accidental or not. It slanted. Oh. Okay, it was on a, not a major, s- yeah, but it was slanted. Oh. I don't know if they built it that way deliberately or not. In any case, um, this was a a family of people who were not well off, okay? okay? So, they didn't have thunder mugs. They had three-pound coffee cans. Okay. And they put them under the bed. And I was sleeping with some of the girls in the family. You know, I don't know how many of us there were in the bed. Probably three or four of us anyway. And I had to get up and go pee. And I didn't know the coffee cans were under there. So I figured I had to go out to the outhouse to right. pee. And I was uh, eight or more years at this point. Okay. And I got up and I got out of the bed and went to pee. Mm-hmm. Came back in. Okay. And that in itself was a scary event. Because, oh, yes. A, it was really cold this was in Washington state okay and then it was in the wintertime and it was fucking freezing nothing like having a pee when you're sitting on a cold mm, wooden <laughs> piece of wood with a hole in it to uh, you know you know outhouses aren't like you know we, we go to Port-A-Johns and stuff right. they're sort of like that only imagine them with wo- no toilet seat and wood right. okay that's pretty much what an outhouse is uh anyhow uh, and then I had to come back. With all the oogie boogies behind me uh-huh. at my back, you know, that were, I was sure were going to grab me, uh-huh. you know, because you're a little kid and it's dark, you know, and you see the light Your of the house and all you goes. can do is think if I can just make it to the house, I'll be okay. Uh-huh. The monsters won't wild. get me. Uh-huh. So I got back into the house and I, and I scurried up the slanted uh, hallway and I Instead of just going around and getting in on the side of the bed where I had gotten out, I decided to climb over the end of the bed. Oh. Well, that would have been okay, except for the fact that the coffee can was right under the end of the bed. And when I climbed up, my foot caught the leading edge of the coffee can, unbeknownst to me, and flipped it over, and somebody had peed in it. So the pea ran out of the bedroom and then down that slanted hallway and puddled into the kitchen. And in the morning when the mommy and daddy got up, they knew exactly who had done it Uh because, hello, I was the only one in the family Uh that didn't know about the coffee cans and not to step in them. So, but they were very kind about it because I was a guest. They didn't make me feel bad about it. I felt bad enough about it as it was, but not bad enough to wake anybody up in the night and tell them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they, they probably, may have. maybe they thought, yeah, they may have done. Or maybe they thought I knew, you know, maybe they may have thought everybody lived the way they did. Mm-hmm. So, in any case, that's a fond memory of plumbing and why we like it indoors. And, the, you know, we like it to be actual plumbing. Yes. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was many years yeah, ago.
6: Watching the TV show Buying Alaska is the mm-hmm. same thing. Um, a lot of them are live in rural Alaska. So, right there was a porta potty, and inside the shed was a box and it had two holes in it for two people.
3: Right. A two holer. Uh-huh.
6: We
5: used to call him. Yes.
3: That's <laughs> for
6: two people to go in there and go potty. That's
3: the same what they were thing. called, was two holers. It was just yeah. a
6: slab of, um, plywood with two yep. holes. Yep.
3: I had actually, when I was in Liberia, I had, uh, and they had dug a latrine. But for my privacy and convenience, mm-hmm. they built a hut around it, and they built uh, a wooden structure mm-hmm. over the latrine with a little hole in it. And they, Steve, uh, bought me a toilet seat mm-hmm. and uh, attached it to the mm-hmm. hole. To so fall. I had an actual toilet. It didn't have I? Don't think it had a lid, but I had an actual toilet right. seat. So I felt fairly comfortable, right. actually, for that purpose. You know, I had. A place to put my feet, so mm-hmm. I wasn't necessary. I think, I don't believe I was standing in the sand. I may have been. I can't remember that part now. But in any case, um, <clears throat> because I was used to it as a kid, it was not big, a big deal. At least I didn't have to go out and, and pee under a palm tree. Right. So, you know. And what
6: about sleeping conditions out there? Where, how did you guys in hut?
3: We had a We had a sleep hut, but a, uh, Steve had them build, the guys that helped build it, he had them build uh, a raised floor. Okay. And then we had mattresses on the floor. So we had a wooden floor, mm-hmm. uh, and you had to step up on it. And then the so mattresses. An platform. Yeah. Okay. And then the mattresses, uh, were on, on the wooden floor. So it was like having it on, like a bed. Well, the only bugs that we had were, we had a lot of cockroaches that would fly in and out. Mm-hmm. They were actually flying mm-hmm. cockroaches. Uh, and there wasn't, you know, nothing, there was nothing you could do about that. I mean, they were just, they would come and go right. so you kind of got used to it but they hung out near the food so right. that was not a problem as long as we didn't bring food into the bedroom if we were into the sleep hut if we did that then yeah you get them. yeah uh we had the ants um anybody that reads my book red hills green vines and dried monkey meat for dinner you can read all about the ant invasion The
6: two-year-old oh yeah you can she can't. wants to take it from i you. know
3: um that we had an ant invasion in the camp one night and they literally—it uh, was weird because I got up to go to the latrine. When I came back and sat down on the end of the bed, I had—I was—I smoked then, so I was having a cigarette, and I was just finishing it off. And I felt something scratching oh. my neck, and I thought, oh, it "Must be a—I don't know what I thought it was." Because we didn't—we were right on the um, beach. Okay. Well. Almost right on the beach. We were just up the berm from the beach. Just they had they had trimmed out a semicircle in in the bush, uh, gotten rid of all the the vegetation in that mm-hmm. area, and made the camp there. So we were, you know, practically right on the beach, and we got all the offshore breezes. So they mm-hmm. then when the mosquitoes and everything were more inland, because so they, really they didn't did have to then. they didn't have to fight the wind, so they hung out inland. So we didn't have mosquitoes, but I it I may have thought it was a fly or something. I don't know. But anyhow, it then I had another tickle and another tickle and Uh and then and then I was quiet for a second and I thought, holy shit! I hear ants because you can hear them in large quant large numbers. The
6: ants there, like our ants here.
3: No, 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 no. They're driver ants. These were driver ants. They're big, big, big fuckers. They're the
6: bigger than our red ants or oh, our black ants. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, we're talking half inch long. Oh, wow. Big ants. Uh and longer some of them. And they're noisy and and they don't just it's not just a few. When they go anywhere, they go as they a colony. And so you're talking millions <sighs> of ants, okay? So I I I stood up and I pulled the chain on the light cuz we had electrical power. To the uh, hut uh, we had a generator okay. that and then we had stored battery power from mm-hmm. the generator and I turned on the light and I woke Steve up and I said get out of bed the answer here and it, they were at
6: that time of season no or they were on the move
3: disturbed. they they were on the move they uh, what they do is is they they go from place to place and um, for food, like, like any other animal. But because they hang out together, they're not solitary animals, they're a community. Um, they, they all move. When they have depleted the resources wherever they have been, they go on the move to find more goes. resources. And we, our camp just happened to be in the way, right. you know, of their transition. 30. And so Steve got up and, and he was, we were both going ah! we were not screaming but close to it mm-hmm. we were yelling for um joseph the the local who helped take care of our uh, camp and us we were yelling for him and we went out and stood in we had these huge enamel wash basins okay. by huge i mean about 36 inches across okay and they were always kept at the eaves of every hut because to we catch could catch the, the rainwater okay. So we ran out, and and when I say there were ants there, I mean they were everywhere by then, okay? From the time it took me to get in there and sit down on the end of the bed, realize that something was crawling on me, Figure out what it was. Realize the noise I was hearing, because, like I said, when they when they travel, especially in the thatch of the hut, Mm -hmm. they they make a plus they click. Oops, I hit hit my microphone. They click, make a clicking sort of sound, or or just I don't know whether it's their jaws or their legs or what. But there was a sucker's bite. Oh hell yes, readily. Excuse me, freely, frequently. Uh, so anyhow we we ran out of the hut and steve took one enamel pan across the way under the eaves of the work hut and i took the other one which was right at the edge of the sleep hut and both of them had water in it and we stood in them mm-hmm. because the ants, were gonna the ants the weren't well the ants weren't going to crawl up the sides of the enamel pan anyhow most likely they would have done if if it if it was something in their way and they were going to go through, they'd, they'd go over it. They won't. They don't care about that. But it was easier to go around it. You know, so they just went around it. So he's, and we were both built naked. I mean, you know, are in the jungle and we sleep naked. What can I tell you? Anyhow, um, he's standing in one bar- bucket, pan. I'm standing in the other. And we're and bloody murder for joseph to come and he comes comes stomping around because that's how you walk around with the ants you stomp through them if you stomp then they can't get a hold of you and climb up your leg Mm -hmm. okay so he comes stomping around (laughs) and laughing his head off at us because he thought that was real fucking funny you know
6: and steve is an american also
3: yeah and um so we (laughs) we said you know get rid of these fucking ants do something you know Great. what are we going to do <laughs> and so he already had in his hand um a soda bottle mm-hmm. with kerosene and a rag okay and now you would think at this point without me saying any more you would think he was going to light it and throw it on the uh, ants like or something a
6: cocktail but bomb. he did
3: not he actually took the bottle with the kerosene inverted it so that it was dripping down the rag mm-hmm. that was in it, and he went around each hut, okay, and sprinkled this gasoline. So Actually, ride. it was gasoline. It wasn't kerosene. It was gasoline that we used to run the generator, and and so sprinkled it ride. around. And by the time now, okay, let me back up a little bit. Our camp was, mm. God probably at least 60 or 70 feet across. It was sort of circular, okay, for, you know, purposes of of this description anyway. Um, It had our sleep hut, our cook hut, our work hut, our storage area and hut, um, Joseph and his wife's hut. Uh, and outside was the latrine. So it had a lot of buildings in it, a lot of equipment, the, the water catchment facility in it. Uh, so it was a big area. These ants, we realized when we got outside, were everywhere in the camp.
5: There was millions.
3: All over the camp. There wasn't a part of the camp they weren't in. That's why Joseph was up and at the ready when we got up, because he was being invaded, too. And that's why he had the rag and the, and the bottle and the gasoline. Okay, so he went around our sleep hut, shook the gasoline. Went around our cook hut, shook the gasoline. Started around the work hut to shake the gasoline. And he may have, we don't know, I never found out whether he had already shaken it around his hut or not. He probably did because Miami was there and the kids were there and everything by the time he finished shaking it in fact he hadn't finished by the time he got around the edge of the work hut every ant in the compound was gone so they don't
6: like the smell gasoline
3: well it's not just that not all of them were exposed to it directly but they communicate with one another in ways that scientists understand i don't
6: so maybe that was a somehow thing or, or other they they they, they talk clicking
3: no it's something else i don't know what it is but it's not it's not the clicking the clicking is an inadvertent sort of thing no, it's like walking through the leaves it crunches it makes noise uh but uh at well, least as far I as i understand can't. but the thing is they communicated with the colony the ones who were exposed directly to the gasoline managed somehow to communicate with the entire colony well
6: i know it's like on the raid commercial if they come in the house and they find food, they live, live a pheromone
3: smell and mm-hmm. alerts the other ones to mm-hmm. come. Yeah. Food. Well, in, in this case, they left some other kind of smell because whatever it was, it was less than five minutes' time and every ant in that compound was gone. I don't wow. know where they went.
5: Well, they went I on their journey. Don't
3: know where they went. I don't care. They were gone and that was all now, I cared about.
5: And I mean, it. they were
3: all gone. They were yeah. gone out of the cook out of the sleep hut all the ones that had been in the blankets and the sheets and and the thatch and the roof and everywhere they were all gone
6: now if you want to have done the gasoline they would have stayed indefinitely
3: oh probably well or until they got where they were going you know because they were just marching through but there the, you know again in the book I talk about uh, an encounter that we had with them when we were coming uh, when we were walking through the bush to get to the camp. And, and the numbers, the sheer numbers of, of ants in the colony and the space that they took up as, as a group traveling was, was unbelievably large. It wasn't just a little trail of ants. Right. We're talking about 10 or 15 feet wide trail for as far back into the jungle as I could see. Right. You know, so you're talking billions right. of freaking oh, ants. Crazy. Yeah, it was insane. So, um, you know, and that was the only time that ever happened. It was, and we laughed about it with Joseph afterwards. You know, once they were gone, we were all ha, yeah. ha, ha. You know, gee, that was, that was interesting, you know. Uh,
6: what about scorpions and no, snakes?
3: No, no scorpions. Some snakes, never saw one. Um Lizards, iguanas. It, it saw two snakes, actually. When we were in Morovia, the freeport of Morovia was, was uh like when we went to town. That's where we went. Okay. Uh, for supplies and whatnot. When we first got to the country, when I first got to the country, um, Steve and I were walking along, going to the beach, just for somewhere to walk one evening. And some guy was uh, coming out of a, it was like a shack, sort of, but it was an unoccupied one. It was just a derelict shack along the beach. And he was waving this dead snake that he had. Um, and saying something, I couldn't understand what, but it looked as though he was real excited that he got it, you know, probably, probably. Um, and then the only other snake I ever saw was someone had killed a snake and hung it on the, um, wooden post outside our compound, right by the beach. Um, just because he had killed it and hung it up there it was, you know, like, yeah, this snake, I never saw. Any snakes
5: Living. alive?
3: Any time? I not mean they weren't around. I just didn't see them. They're well camouflaged, and 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 I didn't know at the time. I found out later, meant um, much much later, actually. When I was researching some information for the book, uh, I found out that uh, black mambas and other such nasty critters do live in that area. Oh. But I didn't know it at the time. Thank goodness, or I never would have gone there. Uh, but I never saw any. Uh, of those. I did see um this giant millipede uh-huh. one time. It was bigger around than my thumb, by far. Half again as big around as my thumb. And mm-hmm. I have a pretty good sized thumb. And about mm, 9 or 10 inches long. Okay. And it was uh, like a dark mahogany black-brown color. And had a gazillion feet, you know. And it was just crawling along in the believe it was um I believe it was in where the trees and stuff were I don't think it was on the sand it was somewhere near the compound I saw that one and i I mentioned it to Joseph and he grabbed it I don't know what he did with it I don't wanna know <laughs> I don't want to think but <laughs> so he prob- probably probably ate it probably but maybe not he might have just killed it because they are poisonous so what
6: about the time have you ever had a time where you wish that you had not gone?
3: To Liberia, yeah.
6: Was there any fear or oh shits or oh?
3: You mean as far as the wilds were concerned? Mm-hmm. No, no. The only time that that I that I was in danger was well, actually there were two times. The f- one time was um we had a zodiac. You mm-hmm. know what a zodiac is? Okay, for those of you who don't, it's a pontoon boat, basically. And uh, because we had offshore we had a tide gauge that had to be checked from time to time. we had to go out in the zodiac to do it well the the ocean where we were it was it was like an inlet sort of a bay
5: mm-hmm.
3: kind of structure geographically and um the the ocean waves broke in two different places. Like sometimes if you go to the ocean or you see pictures of the ocean, you see the waves coming in and they and they make waves and stuff and then they come and crash on the shore. Okay, well there the waves would come in and crash on on about twenty or thirty uh feet, I'll say, out they would crash and then the there was passed. more space left for the water was coming and so they'd crash again so the water actually broke in two different places about 30 to 50 feet apart okay so what we had to do because you you um you have you can't, okay you can't get broadside of a wave in any boat but particularly in a, in a zodiac that's the only way you can tip over zodiacs are real stable little boats but if you want to turn one over get it Broad cross broadside of a wave. So what we had to do because there was no still water, you know, basically to put the boat like if the if the if the water had had just one place it broke on shore, then we could just take it past that right. and be out in still water and start the boat up and go. Right. But no, we had that space but then beyond that we had waves and we had to be revved up and going in order to get over those waves, because they were pretty high waves, yeah. we had to be revved up and going before that. So that meant getting past the first set of, of breakers, and then in the still water before the next set of breakers, we had to get the motor going. Right. So that took more than two people. Okay? Uh, so Joseph and his wife, Mimie, would help us <clears throat> stabilize the boat, so to speak, and then Steve would pull on the motor and get it started, and take us out. My job was just sit there and be good, which I did. Uh, so the first time, you know, nobody had any idea. Joseph had no clue because he was not familiar with uh, the, the size of the boat, the weight of the boat or anything else. And, and he was supposed to be the one helping to stabilize. And so I was helping a little bit, but I couldn't do much. And so Steve said, just get in the boat. So I got in the boat. <clears throat> well, uh, Mimi was trying to help, but she was pregnant, and oh. so she was not a lot of help. And the Bokai, the oldest little boy, was uh, I'm going to say about twelve or thirteen, and, but he was slim and and not real strong. But he was doing his best to help. Okay, and and it all kind of went bad fast and <clears throat> short. Long story short, the the boat got broadside in between the breakers. And the next thing we knew, we got hit by a good, strong far breaker, the farthest out breakers. And it flipped the Zodiac Mm. with me in it. And all of our equipment, which was expensive equipment, flipped out of the boat. And I took a diving tank on the head. A diving tank is a tank of oxygen. About two and a half feet tall, about 20 inches around, and weighs about, hmm, I don't know, 30 pounds, 40 pounds. Not more. And fortunately, because I was underwater at the time, that took some of the hit off of it. But it hit me right on the forehead and knocked my glasses off, brand new glasses that I had gotten just before I left the States to come on the trip. My my granny glasses, they used to call them. (laughs) <clears throat> and gouged this big old gouge in my forehead you know uh it didn't knock me unconscious but when i came up from underneath the boat and everything because you know they they managed to the worst Hmm? head wounds, head wounds are, are, the are worst. bad yeah and they had managed to keep a hold of the boat they lost all the equipment oh. we had weight belts and diving tanks and uh, um, uh, new paper and stuff for the tide gauge that had to be changed out and all kinds of stuff got lost and my glasses too mm-hmm. <clears throat> and w- once we got the boat back on shore because when I got out from under the boat and out of the water uh, enough where I could breathe and everything then they were, everybody was trying to pull the boat back on shore before we lost it too right. and so I was helping drag the boat back up and all of a sudden Joseph screams screams Missy 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 dying, you know, and I'm oh. like, what the fuck, and he pointed to my forehead, and I went like this, and had, blood, you know, was just bleeding like a stuck hog, you know, head wounds bleed, Yes. and so he was freaking out, because he thought I was going to die, because um open wounds in the tropics can be deadly, and so he was terrified for me, you know, Missy Missy, uh, read the book, to find out why they called me Missy, but anyhow, um so once we got the boat on shore, I went up to the water catchment. Thing, uh, which Steve had built in the middle of our camp, and it had actually had faucets in two different places. So once there was water in the drums, uh, you could actually just use it like a regular shower. And it, yeah, you could just turn on the faucet and get water. You know, hold a bucket under it and turn it on. You got water. So I stood underneath one of them and washed the wound as clean as I thought I possibly could. Got my hair out of it, got the sand out of it, and all that kind of stuff and then i went and, and took a ta- got a towel and dried it off a little and then i got some adhesive out of the first aid kit and i just <laughs> wound it around my <laughs> my head and i it was i must have looked ridiculous but i was very worried because it was right on my forehead yeah. between my eyes but above them a little bit like kind of between my eyebrows and then on up uh-huh. to the top of my forehead and when i'm stressed you can still see the scar actually uh-huh but anyhow um and i tried to butterfly it as as good as i could and then wrapped the adhesive around my head and
6: what about antibiotics i remember you uh, me that at the
3: time i uh i didn't have any antibiotics but i wasn't worried about that so much because i had cleaned out the wound and closed it up so i wasn't terribly worried about that the reason that wounds in the tropics can be deadly is because they don't do that they don't wash them out, and they don't clean, uh, cover them up, or right. or close them up. So you, yeah, you have a tendency to wind up getting something in your uh, wound that you don't want. So we had um, we had to go to Monrovia to go to the doctor to have me checked out because this was you know not a good thing. So. Um, once they uh, once steve had salvaged as much as he could of what little equipment he could salvage there like i said most of it was lost i think he managed to save one weight belt uh and they got the zodiac turned back over and everything like that we had to go across the bay to the um, episcopal mission where they had um um What do I want to say? It was a a radio communication thing because we didn't have any way, you know, this is before cell phones. This was in 1971, for God's sake. We didn't have any cell phones or shit like that. So we had to communicate with our liaison in Monrovia to let them know that we needed to come to town because what they had to do then was they had to turn, uh, they had to send out a truck to pick us up to take us there. I mean, we didn't have a car. It wasn't one of those things where you hop in the car and you go. Right. We were out in the fucking bush. Right. You know, it was a, a two-hour drive out of town and a three-and-a-half-hour walk from there to where we were in the bush. We were three miles south of the Sierra Leone border. You know, we are way the fuck out, yeah. you know. So we had to go to the mission where they had the the communication radio thing. I can't remember what the fuck it's called right now. Um, Ham radio, like a ham radio. No, not a, not a, not a CB. It was a ham, like a ham radio. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> anyhow. So again, we had to get the, the boat in between the waves, you know. And this time they managed to hold on to it and we got in the boat and drove over the second breakers and zoom. We go across the bay to the Episcopal mission and we get there and Joseph's with us because he had a go. With us, I forget why, but he was with us, and so we go there, and we had already met these people, uh, um, Reverend Roberts and his wife, and and uh, they saw me with the adhesive and everything, and so you know they got on the radio and they notified them, send the truck because we got to go to the doctor. Okay, so we get back to the dock to get back in the boat. And I'm just getting ready to climb into the boat, and Joseph starts freaking out again. Oh, Missy's going to die. Missy's going to die. Acid fly biter. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he's, on my leg was a blister. Oh, the size of a pea. Oh. Okay. And he's pointing to it, and he's going, acid fly bite, Missy. Missy's going to die. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know? Mm -hmm. It's a. A fly bite, you know. I said, no, no, it's it's okay. No, he was, I mean, he was hysterical. He was in tears. He was really, really, really worried about me. They, um, because Steve and I represent a potential work for a lot of people in that area, we were highly thought of and very protected by all the locals, any one of whom would have given his life for us if we'd insisted, practically. I mean, they were just, you know, very protective of us. So, how much time have I got? 52,
4: minutes, okay.
3: So minutes. Okay. So, we get back in the boat, and we get back to the camp, and we start getting our stuff together so we can hike out to go to the well, car is, the mean, next I'm day. sorry
6: that you busted your head open, but good thing we didn't lose a limb or... Yeah, no. Because you died in the process of getting there. Yeah.
3: Well yeah that's a chance to take I always the only thing that ever made me worry was if I, oh God if I ever have appendicitis, I'm a dead duck yeah because of the time it takes to get there. So we knew the truck was coming the next morning because it's a 24 hour process even from the time that they called and said we're coming it's still a 24 hour process before the truck is in dia where it, that's the village that that where the where the road ends, okay. we got a three and a half hour hike to get to dia. Okay, so anyhow, I'm packing up my stuff, and I looked down at my leg, and, and the little blister has popped. And I thought, okay, cool. And so I wipe off the stuff, and I and I looked at it, and it was kind of dented in the, in my flesh a little bit. And I thought, oh, well, that's kind of weird. I didn't think much of it. The next morning, I get up, and there's a hole in my leg. Oh,
5: shit.
3: Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, shit. Not only is there a hole in my leg, it's about a quarter, well, no, it was, yeah, a good, healthy quarter of an inch deep. Mm-hmm. And about the size of a quarter. Now, so now I'm kind of getting the idea of why Joseph's worried freaking out, right? and what this acid fly shit is all about. This fucking acid is eating my flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I told Steve and I said, ah, good thing we're going to the doctor because I think I'm going to need him. So we I won't even go into the details of getting to the truck and we got to the doctor. Right. We'll skip all that. Read it. It's in the book. Um, we get to the doctor and the first thing he does is he looks at my head, you know, after he cuts all the adhesive (laughs) off and everything. And I'm laying there on his exam table, you know, and he says, I said, are you going to have to take stitches? And he goes, no. And I said, you're not going to take stitches? Because I thought that would be the best way to heal it up, you know, because I'm a was you know 30 something years old 31 years old but i didn't want to have this massive scar on my forehead right. for the rest of my life and he goes if i take stitches it's gonna make an ugly little stitchy scar there he said it's probably the best job of butterflying i've ever seen done on anybody he said no, you I did a really that. good job it's already started to knit together and heal and it's just fine you did a great job okay well doc i have hole in my life yeah like. well <laughs> uh, he said he, that's when he said anything else and i said well yeah, I said, uh, Joseph told me I got bit by an acid fly, and he goes, you're shitting me. So I go, I shit you not. And he, I said, see, there it is. Mm-hmm. And he goes, when did this happen? So I told him, it was yesterday, you know. And by now, by this time, it's way bigger mm-hmm. and deeper, okay? Now we're talking about the size of a 50-cent piece, right. and about a half inch deep. And he said, yeah, that's an acid fly, all right. And he says, it's a damn good thing you came. Now, I don't know what he did or put on it, because I didn't have medical training in those days. But he put something on it and, and bandaged it up, probably some sort of anti-acid thing or antibiotic or some shit. And he, but he told me, he said, if you had not gotten treatment, it would have eaten to the bone. It's, that's what it does. That's hmm. what the acid fly does. He said, they're not around a lot, but when you run into one, you want to go the other way. Yeah. Because I asked him, I said, Jesus, are these things everywhere? And he goes, no, they're really kind of rare, but you managed to find one and it yeah, managed to find you, found you, you know? So, uh, and then while I was there, I said, oh, and, and by the way, I said, I got this blister on my toe from when I was dumb and wore shoes out in the bush before I caught on to just going barefoot. And I had a blister on my toe, and I said, there's this little red thing in there. Uh Uh-oh. And he looked at it, and he goes, oh, damn, it's a chigger. And when he said chigger, the nurse beside him repeated it, and throughout the clinic, I heard the word echoed by other people who heard it. Chigger, 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 like that, through the clinic. It was... Either frightening enough, rare enough, or just plain interesting enough that everybody reacted when he, they right. heard chigger. I go, what the heck is that chigger? And he said, it's a little parasite that likes to get into wounds when it gets a chance. It's very opportunistic. And then they like to get in your bloodstream and really fuck with you. So, um, you know, it's a good thing that.
6: Then you'd be on the TV yeah, shows that we were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah,
3: right. So he lanced the boil, bl- the blister, and took the chigger out, and doctored that up. And he said anything else? <laughs> no, I think that's it for now. So those kinds of things kind of made me um not want to go back. Yeah, you know. I but like I said, had I known the various wild animals that were around in that area, like there were supposed to be pygmy. Um, hippos and stuff like that, which I would have thought would have been fun, but then hippos have nasty personalities, uh, so maybe yeah, not, not so, so much. Uh, and the, like I said, the snakes and, and there are others, uh, wild critters that probably would have been not too cool to run into, but I never did. Monkeys, about the only wild thing I ever saw. And, and then fish, of course, and things like that. Snails and that, that thing. But I didn't see any snakes or anything like that, so. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I, I, I'm really glad I went. It was the time to go mm-hmm. to Liberia because since then they've had civil unrest and it's not at all not like it was way. then. And, but it was at that time a beautiful country, beautiful people. The people of Liberia were just so wonderful to us. All of them. And, Welcoming. yeah, and, and just, I don't know, they're, they're neat people, you know, and I, um, I have great, great memories of my time there. We were there almost six months, okay. and it was it was a trip of a lifetime. Yeah, you know. So I'm really glad I went. I don't know exactly how we got on all that from I don't know from wherever but we were. We're all finished. we it's time to yeah, it's call it a day. It so ha- happy New Year to everybody that that uh, is listening, and we hope you have a happy New Year. Um, yeah, oh yeah, I have to let you know, we will not have a show on the week of the 10th of January, uh, because I'm <laughs> be busy with my kids. Yes. Uh, they're going to be coming up for the holiday visit that we sometimes get to have and it'll be nice because I haven't seen them in a couple of years. So pardon me. That'll be nice. Uh, but as a result, they happen to be here on a podcast uh, night. Okay. So we will not be podcasting that night. Um, therefore we won't have a podcast, at least not a new one. We may have, we may have Stitcher do a rerun Mm -hmm. of a a previously aired show. Or you could
6: do your own grab bag and pick one you want to listen to Or you could do that. Yeah.
3: So, um, in the meantime, if there's anybody who wants to send us an email, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to the website and click on, uh, don't get us started and click on the comment section and that takes you right to the email. Uh machinery so to speak and you can let us know what you think of our show and us and uh we'd love to hear from you we will read your email online or on air unless you request not if we request not we will or if you don't want your name told we won't tell your name we're very respectful of that Uh, that was the dog shaking his head and um so pretty much that's it for this uh this new year, new year beginning, and hopefully we'll have a whole wonderful year in 2014. And oh, and we didn't win the mega. Oh, two man. people won the mega oh. at 560 some odd million dollars. Christmas, Christ. well, yeah, new new year no to two. One of them in San Jose, where oh. my brother-in-law lives. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't, sure him. It wasn't he, him. I think he would have called. Well, he would have called. But and besides that, it was in a um um a gift shop or something and not likely he would have been in. And then I forget the other one was in another state somewhere. So good for them. them. Hope you, hope you use it well and in good health as they say. Uh, so until next week, I am S Sadie Burbank
6: and I am Lacey Montoya.
3: And we're just saying, don't Don't get get us started.
1: You know, she, she actually, she covered a lot in this, but there's so much more in this. And in fact, um, if you go to jazomon.com slash jazomodcast slash don't underscore get underscore us underscore started slash channel slash 018.html, you will actually see under the the uh, synopsis is a link. I I combined the link for the Red Hills Green Vines, and it takes you to where you can pick up a copy right here on Amazon.com. Safe, secure, and good times. Okay, kids, uh, let's go ahead. We've got one more show in the bank here. I'm going to make this good. I promise, I promise. Okay, so our final episode for the week is Scene Red, number 94 Your dead will live, their corpses will rise Originally released October 20th, 2014 And it reads This week, Aaron and Dave talk about nerd wannabes Update on the Mongers Movie Project And then jump into the main topic of the week about real life zombie apocalypse i do not remember this one at all so go ahead and enjoy scene red number 94 your dad will live and the corpses will rise i believe that's biblical by the way hey boys and girls welcome to scene red i'm david k montoya and i'm aaron illich you know before we get started i I was just thinking as i was because you know, we hear our voices as we speak. And it made me think of that podcast or the the, um, the pay the thing you put up on Facebook. Yeah. I said this is what podcasters will never get used to. But here's the thing, okay? We have this is literally number three podcast today. That you you've done one um even though when this airs it'll probably be a few weeks from now. But yeah. you know the today we did episode sixty one with Mary or Oh, almost said her real name with uh S80 Burbank, and then we did the, the Tusk review, yeah. And so now this is you know our third one today, but uh, with the what we think one, we were having problems with the headphones, yeah. I could not podcast because I could not <laughs> hear my voice, yeah. And it was just weird, because before, when we first started... We couldn't stand here, of we were like,
7: uh... And plus, we never had headphones, either. No, we didn't. No. And it was just a soul,
1: just go. <laughs> yeah. And and it's just funny, because now it's it's such a regular thing to hear your own voice. Yeah. And I was trying to, like, wing it, you know, because I couldn't hear what... I, I was hearing you guys fine. Yeah. But I couldn't hear my own voice, and that was, like, throwing me off. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird how things work. Because yeah. you had posted a thing on Facebook that said, um, you know... Why boy, our own
7: voice sounds so
1: weird to us. Yeah. And I think now, honestly, truthfully, after however long we've had, you know, this new setup... Yeah. Well, we've had it for about a year now, right? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my voice sounds... Pretty similar to the way I hear it as I speak, you know, normally. Yeah. I guess it's just some, uh, you know, progression or something you have to get used to.
7: I don't know. Uh, sometimes when I when I talk, I feel like my voice is lighter. Yeah. Like, in my own head. And then you hear it through the microphone, and you're like, well, my voice sounds a lot deeper. And then again, I, I also think it has a lot to do with, you know, posture. Explain. Like, uh... <clears throat> I was telling Rebecca, she's like, you know, you can do all these voices and stuff. Why can't you, you know, do all these voices, you know, any other time? And it's hard for me because, um, well, before, you know, I wasn't sick. Right. Uh, it, it it's easier for me to kind of like lay back and, you know, relax my, my, my cords and my throat and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's easier for me to do the voices and stuff like that. And, You know, coming now, it's. I feel like uh, a lot of it has to do with, like,
1: my posture.
7: But I think, uh, you know, like my lungs.
1: Well, you're pulling from your diaphragm. Yeah, exactly. Because that's one thing that I've noticed with us, you know, just listening to back. Because, you know, um, every Friday we have Flashback Fridays. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I listen to the podcast. and, And, you know, because out of all the podcasts we have you know, through the network, the JZone Podcast Network. Yeah, Scene Red has the most podcasts out of everybody. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, Scene Red has pulled a lot because we have a lot more. And it it sounds like, well, number one, our pitch is different, probably because we can hear what we're saying. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But number two, as far as what we say and when we say it for how long we say it, we can talk a lot longer now than we could in the beginning. Yeah, before
7: it was kind of like, you know, yeah, blah blah blah, whatever. It was kind of it wasn't so like you know, woo yeah type shit. It was because well that, and I think it has a lot to do with you know when when we started to not do segments but just pull things up to look at and right. discuss. You know, I think a, a lot of a lot of that has has to do with you know, us podcasting now is. Typically, you know, we see something, you know, we want to talk about it on the podcast and you, know, yes. you find it's interesting and you think a lot of people could either sympathize with you or, you know, um,
1: I understand where we're coming yeah, from. Yeah, exactly.
7: Cause, you know, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, it's actually pretty popular. Um, cannibal sex being one of them for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just weird news in general. Um, you know, just, uh, like, um, comic books you know everybody loves comic books well not everybody loves com- comic books but you you think about okay comics um 10 years back right okay is not it was it wasn't very socially acceptable, acceptable. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um in you know people shunned a lot of people that were geeks and nerds and you know overall nerdy right like video games comic books reading like you know books and stuff like that just literary and um physical things right like okay you like to collect action figures that's nerdy you know right um you like to watch cartoons or anime or you like to uh sit around and listen to uh talk shows about different weird stuff and you like to listen to stuff about science or watch stuff about science. You know that, that was considered nerdy, and people back, like I said, ten years ago, nerds were shunned.
1: Yeah, you would hide that shit.
7: Yeah, you're like okay, you know, you'd have your glasses <laughs> on, your little, your your little uh, uh plaid shirt with your, your khaki pants, the- yeah, and and that was you know that was you. You were trying to. You know, you weren't trying to make yourself look nerdy. What you thought would look nice. Right. You know, it, it, people, um, and I think a lot of people can sympathize with that being, you know, you grow up and all the shit that you used to get fucked with for, everybody likes now.
1: Right. All of a sudden. <clears throat> because, well, for me, it was never, I know people didn't fuck with me because number one i'm six foot two and 280 pounds (laughs) yeah you know people don't fuck with me yeah but they they shunned me yeah oh there's that weird guy that guy that we call me he's a writer too what the fuck
4: yeah Mm. i
7: i i used to be like uh one of those kids that would watch toonami and they'd have like all the the old anime on there and then it would turn into adult swim and that's the only thing i would know Really, because, you know, I, I would watch that stuff because my uh, family had a satellite dish, the giant ones that sit in your yard and take up your whole fucking yard. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I knew a lot about that stuff, and I knew, like, a lot about... I, I didn't know a whole lot about comics, but I liked comics. So
1: one thing about me is I've always been true to who I am. Absolutely. So have I. I... And I hate,
7: I but, hate people that, you know, they, they try to, uh, and I, I used to talk about it all, conformists, people yes. that conform to something that other people like, you know, Um, and this kind of, this is going to sound <laughs> weird because I, I, I feel like myself, you know, ever since uh, Rebecca became a part of this sisterhood thing. Right. Um, I never noticed I really liked that music until, like... The 50s type? Yeah, like, uh, there's there's another type of, like, okay, rockabilly music, you think 1950s, 1960s. Right. And then, okay, you know, like, ooh, yeah, type shit. Surfing music. Right. Um, I never really realized I liked that music until, you know, I, I... One day, you know, we got back from this charity event that we were doing, and, um... I sat there and, you know, I was listening to some music and I was like, yeah, it's kind of, you know, I like this. And then I look up a band that, um, my mom and dad used to play a lot when I was young and, and I never really thought about it. And who was it? You remember? The Cramps. Okay. Have you ever heard of them? I have. And I started playing an album from The Cramps. It's called uh, Bad Music for Bad People. And I started listening to it and I was like, oh my God, like I felt such nostalgia and i was like oh you know i really i i i remember i really like this music and now i i i don't feel like i'm conforming no that that's more like
1: a a self discovery yeah
7: i i cuz i was talking to rebecca about this cuz a lot of the people um she said that she used to hang around with kind of was like rockabilly type stuff and they had the look and stuff but they never really knew you know different bands and stuff like in different things that you right. really in I was telling her I was like you know what people they really are conformists they are and um I don't feel like I'm conforming to the whole rockabilly thing I felt like uh like you said is this like a self discovery type thing
4: yeah
7: I I never really embraced the style cuz I I was never really like that kind of person I would look at the people you know in high school that were trying to dress up all uh greaser and rockabilly type, and I would laugh and I'm like, oh my God, what are they doing like
1: <laughs> right?
7: what's going on here? this ain't the fifties anymore what is it where's the socials and shit like <laughs> I mean, come on now and I-, I was thinking to myself and I was like, you know I- I- to me it doesn't look ridiculous, but the the way they presented themselves looked like gangsters right like, like, like I'm gonna beat the shit out of you thug type gangsters that's how they presented themselves. So I never really wanted to be like in with that crowd, right? And, and like I said, I I used to think the style was cool and stuff like that, but I I would never embrace it. But now it's like I she's part of the sisterhood thing, and she's like <laughs> she's dressing me up all rockabilly now. And uh I we all know I don't know if the listeners know, but I always talk about this on a day to day basis because how fucking thin my hair is. And I'm yeah. only 21 years old, so it's not there's not very much I can do with my hair, right? Rather than put hairspray in it and kind of like make it fluffier. <laughs> so, um, and she, Rebecca, she's just you know she's you know giving me all this, these different kinds of clothes. She's like, oh, I want to see you in this, I want to see you in that. You know, I want to I want to see, you know, how I can make you look to be a part of this, because she wants to bring me to these events, and you have to look a certain way to bring me to these events, right? Like that, and you like I said, you have to be presentable. Not, like I said, conformity, but you have to look a certain way. And, uh, as she, she was at this event, or I was at this event with her, and she's like, she was saying how much the, the girls and stuff wished that their husbands and stuff were all into this stuff, like that, like I am. I'm not, I never really identified with, like I said, the rockabilly look, but I identify myself more as like a punk look. Right like when i whenever I dress up type stuff, mm-hmm. but um <clears throat> what I'm getting at here is i I don't feel like I'm a conformist. I feel like a lot of the people that do like this kind of well, stuff. there's a
1: difference between being a conformist and yeah having like a self awareness self discovery or something that you yeah. like. a conformist is you know it, it's like well, I like comic books because you know somebody else, else likes, likes it. them, yeah. As to where you you discover yourself, you read a comic book, you're like, "Oh, I like this." Yeah, and legitimately, you know, if if it's something like your, the music, the rockabilly. If if you find yourself listening to the rockabilly music by yourself, alone with headphones on and nobody yeah. can hear what you're listening to, that makes it where you just it was a self discovery, something yeah. that you discovered that you like that, that has nothing to do with being conformed. Yeah, and. I don't know. How, how did we get off on this? Comic? I
7: have no idea. I think it was... I We went from talking about our voices and stuff with the podcast, and I brought up comic books, oh. um, and then comic books turned into Rockabilly, because I thought about all the people that... And I, I forgot what I was about to say about the whole comic book thing. Is um Like I said, it, it, it's socially more acceptable to like comic books now, uh-huh. because it's so mainstream. It is. is what I'm getting at here. And a lot of people... They conform to the mainstream, streamism, if I'm using that term correctly, if it is a term, um, as a gateway to, um, try to identify themselves as something that they're not.
1: Well, let me jump in and say something because I, I agree with you 100% that, uh, you know, comic books have become more mainstream, but there's only one big problem with that. Yeah. In 1987 is when I became a comic book fan. Yeah. <laughs> in 1987, <laughs> yeah, no. okay? That is 27 years as a comic book fan. And I've seen it change. Yeah. And everything has changed in the world of comic books to meet the mainstream demand. They have turned their backs, essentially, on us fans. Absolutely. Of the clan, you know, of of people that's been reading, like, for example... We're going to get into our main topic here in a minute, folks. I just got to get <laughs> yeah. into some shit. There's a, a group that, um, you can buy, buy, sell or trade comic books on Facebook. And, you know, somebody puts up a really old, you know, key issue and they want, you know, a decent amount of money. Everybody's like, Oh, well, there's a crease here and there's a line here. You know, I'd rather have it sealed with the C, uh, was it CDC comic book something? Excuse me. Anyway, you know the 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 rating system. Yeah. And I put up there and I get deleted and that pissed me off really, but I was like are you guys comic book collectors? Are you comic book fans? fans.
7: Absolutely. I feel yeah. the same on that too cuz um even like I'm a touch on based on what you said, like you became a comic book fan in 1987, you're only 10 years old, right? Uh-huh. So I I was born in 1993. And back in the 90s is when, you know, Cl- Chris Claremont. 80s. 80s? Okay,
1: well. 70s, technically. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. 74.
7: Well, the, exact. the, uh, the issues and stuff that I would read, what I was reading, mm-hmm. it was like, it was Chris Claremont. Right, right. And that, literally, that is what I, like I said, I've always struggled with, uh, reading comprehension, but like the, the, the artwork really caught my eye. It's mainly what caught my, my addiction to comic books is the artwork. Right. If the artwork is good and the dialogue is good and the storytelling is good, it's, I love it. It's very, very imperative that you have a good story. Absolutely. On top of having good artwork. Right. If you don't have good artwork, then your story is going to look like shit. I agree. Because you don't have a creative illustrator illustrating the stories that you perceive in your mind.
1: Yeah, it's pretty damn hard to get through a comic book that has a shitty artist. It really yeah, uh,
7: absolutely. And when, okay, when I first got into comic books, it was probably 1999. Uh-huh. And how old was I then?
1: What year were you born? 1993. 93, so you're six?
7: Yes. Just, like I said, the artwork caught my eye. I was reading uh X-Men comic books, Spawn comic books and Ghost Rider comic books.
1: And I, it was that and video games. But let me spin this back around to the conformist. Yeah. The reason I bring that up with the, the, I see comic book collectors as conformists. That's a cool thing to do. You don't have to read them. It's okay. It, oh, I have it, but I'm not going to read it. Well, because it devalues it. Yeah. You know? Now, now for me, I've read just about every single comic book I own. Yeah. Physical comic book. I've read them. Because what's the purpose of having them if you can't enjoy the story? Absolutely. That's what makes me true to who I am. Yeah. I, I don't care if it, excuse me, I don't care if it devalues the comic book. Yeah. I'm about enjoying it, reading the comic book. Yeah, oh, she played with my hair. <laughs> it's an aphrodisiac. Oh,
7: <laughs> but yeah, uh, I like I said, I I started reading comic books at six years old. Uh, I absolutely love good artwork, and I love good storytelling. It was hard for me growing up. Like I said, I've always had a reading comprehension problem, mainly for the fact that my parents were never there to help me through school and stuff like that. In and out of jail, I was with my grandma and my grandpa, back and forth for a long time. And like I said, nobody was really, really, and really when I was with my grandma and grandpa, it, they were always at work or they never really, you know, paid much attention to me. Right. So it was hard for me to pick up what was going on in the stories rather compared to just reading the story and be like, oh, wow, that was a really good story. Right, right. So that on a different level it even if you can't comprehend the full you know basis of what's going on you still enjoy the story and you still enjoy you know what's going on in the boxes right so with that being said like I said mainstream or uh, comic books are becoming more mainstream now and it's more socially acceptable to like comic books because everybody likes comic books now apparently and So
1: and to me it's hurting them
7: yeah absolutely because they're they're they see their spike in, um, their income. Yeah. They see, you know, oh, more people want this, more, pe- more demand, more. Uh, the, okay, the more the the demand,
1: the shittier the quality.
7: Yes. And I see that a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a <clears> lot.
1: <throat> and it's kind of like, and I know I'm probably gonna get some hate mail because I know it's like the thing right now. It's the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. That shit is so fucking just stereotypical. It is
7: absolutely,
1: and and it's almost insulting to the real the real nerds. Yeah, it is. If if you're a real nerd and you watch that shit, it's it's insulting to you. It really is. Nobody dresses up like Flash,
7: or nobody dresses up in just ridiculous outfits, right? To go have a party, like, come on now. Even nerds don't do that shit. I can see okay it it's a cosplay party, dress up you know okay, that's, that's fun, yeah, but you know it's just not gonna be like, oh, you know we're doing this, okay, you can dress up if you want to, not like dress up like a uh, a character from in people think that that nerds do that, I don't, I don't see know. the correlation between Wait. I can see it taking it too literally, but most people would be. Uh, more like oh, um, you know, dress up. Do you mean like, you know, dress attire, like suits and stuff, or like just nice clothes in general, or just you know,
1: casual, whatever. I don't know. To me, to it, it felt like that as far as those characters, they're so one dimensional. Um, you know, for nerds, there's more than just science and and comic books. Yeah, I mean it, it's yeah, yeah. There's there's a high likelihood that it does tie together. You know, being a nerd and having science and comic books. Yeah, because yes, I like comic books, but yes, I like science. And you know, technically, I'm like five units away from getting my degree in science. You know, um, but there's a lot more to us nerds than just that. You know? Yeah. There, there's. Where's
7: the episodes of them going to Comic-Con and enjoying like other nerds and stuff? Where's the episodes of them going and enjoying a movie without them freaking out about shit? Most nerds aren't super OCD like that. Mm -mm. Most nerds don't talk like they're a freaking robot. Most nerds don't sit around and play Dungeons and Dragons all damn day. Dressed up as their fucking <laughs> no. seventh degree level 243 warlock, Four door. Yeah, I'm like, come on now, it's
1: ridiculous. But I, and again, I have no idea where this came from, but there it is. Um, I don't know how we got started, but it's all right. Um, let's see. Before we jump into what you know we were talking about, what we wanted to talk about. Uh, Just an update on everybody because it's it's been a while since we talked about the mongers, so I figured we'd give everybody an update on what's going on. Yeah. Um, If you're not familiar with the mongers project, originally Aaron and Rebecca and I, we did, it was uh, Scene Red, episode 86. Uh, we started off talking about a man marrying his male dog in a, a gay animalistic relationship. And somehow in the process of that, it turned into us creating this horror film. Yeah. And the original concept of it was called Canadian Deliverance. We got probably, believe it or not, that whole piece is probably 25 minutes long. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that first whole piece. And then Aaron and I came back in episode 87, and we, we finished up telling the entire story. Well, after which, well, after which we we. We knew, well, we knew after episode 86 that we had something. Yeah. We knew it. For sure. So I sat down and I've been working on writing the script and and taking almost everything. Because there's some things that don't work that we talked about, you know, as far as story structure wise, it doesn't work. At the point of where we put it, so I'll put it back, you know, put it in the front, or I'll put it in towards the end, you know. I'm moving things around, but for the most part, I'd say about ninety-eight percent of what you hear in the the episodes sixty or sixty-eight. Wow, that was a long time ago. Um, Eighty-six and eighty-seven is you know translated into the into word very nicely. Um, so at this point. And mind you, you know what, I've got other things going on with life as well. So, yeah. you know, I can't sit down and, and work. Type and yeah. type and type. Yeah. Um, I'm at page, what, what was it, 55, right? Yeah, 55. And uh, it is it is definitely the most fucked up thing I have ever written. <laughs> it, it is so gritty. And I, I love the,
7: I, I, I just love it. I, it's a masterpiece. I think most movies don't go nearly as far as this ever. Um, it used to, a long time ago. It used to go really far. Now it's just like, ah. Yeah. Okay, I'm scared. Oh, I oh, got a jump scare. Oh,
1: I was gonna say they they make uh, what do they call it? Pops. Yeah. They use the pops to. To make you jump in your seat, you know, yeah. with the the music and the, the yeah, sound. It's just ambient tones. Uh-huh.
7: And it's creepy. You know, they're going down a hallway. You know, they see a figure move across the, uh, the, the room at the end of the hallway. And then the door slams shut and you're like, <gasps> and then something jumps out from the other door
1: that she's right next to. And you're like, <sighs> ah, yeah. you know, it's, it's,
7: it's just, it's not scary.
1: So it's come along nicely. Um, <laughs> We have I, the the American father. His name is um, Ian. He's been casted. Uh, of course, Aaron is playing Abel, the Canadian son. Um, and I've been talking to possibly someone who's going to be playing Delilah, who's the Canadian daughter. Shit! What else? Uh, you know, and I was telling Aaron as well is that we need <laughs> to fu- we need to find a full blown trained actor. Whoever's gonna play <laughs> the dad, the, the Canadian dad, his name is Ezekiel. He's got so much dialogue,
5: dialogue.
1: <laughs> that we we can't pull somebody in off the street and say, "Okay, you look the part. Go for it." This person has to look the part and be able to present. Yes, because they're the creepiness that I'm going for is going to be largely conveyed through Ezekiel. So he's going to have to be like a trained actor. He really does. Yeah. Uh, One person, and and I'm sorry, champ, I forgot to, to mention this is um, the person that's going to be playing the other Canadian son, which technically there isn't another Canadian son in the podcast. But there was one that popped up in the script because I needed another person. Yeah. Um, And I thought it would be funny, you know, biblical play on names, uh, since the character that you're playing is Abel, his brother needed to be Cain. So, yes, Cain <laughs> and Abel. Uh, and the champ, GWN heavyweight champion himself, Mike Lutz, is going to be playing. He said that he will make the trip down here that's awesome to to, to play that.
7: See, he, he'd be a good part for it. I just I can see him. <laughs> I'm not. Well, uh, shouldn't talk about the script. Uh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say. Uh, you can just cut this out if you want to. I was gonna say I could just see him smashing through the door. And, oh yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah, god. Yeah. That that's awesome. Yeah.
1: No, we can leave that in. Yeah. There's there's gonna be a scene where he's gonna be doing his own effects. Or not his own effects, his own stunts. He's gonna be crashing through a door. Um plus oh I, I won't say what he looks like though. No, yeah. we'll 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 leave that. That's is that's a... um Yeah. All, all
7: is I'm gonna say is knock, 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 and all heavens down <laughs> <laughs> no. uh... but,
1: but um yeah, so Mike said he he would definitely be in for that. Um film editor, we've already got a film editor attached, Rob Bellamy. Uh he will be you know pacing. So pretty much what will happen is is we're planning on shooting in February and I'll be sending him dailies and when he gets the dailies he'll start piecing them together. And that's that'll be his job. Yeah. Into uh, you know, being the film editor. Uh let's see, what else? I think that's it right now for everybody. Yeah. Know, as far as casting, um, like I said, I'm more focused on telling a good story. Absolutely. Like I like I said earlier about comic books, if you don't have a good story, you don't have shit. Um, you know, and, and of course, this doesn't come to surprise anybody. You know, S. A. D. Burbank, she's gonna she's gonna be you know probably one of the co executive producers of this film. Uh, nothing's written, so that's why I said probably. You know, yeah. nothing's set in stone. But, you know, she's the she's the executive producer of the Jason Modcast, so I I don't see why she would not be interested in, in being the executive producer in this. Yeah. Even though yes, the the cut is gonna be a lot more than what you know Oh yeah. but uh <laughs> you know, but in return her return cut will be, you know, the money that she invested plus, you know, whatever, you know, she's wanting, you know. Yeah. Because I think what a bank bank interest right now is like two percent. So you know, if that's what she's looking at as a two percent return bank interest. That's, yeah. right with me. You know. So, um, what was I going with that? Oh, anyway, I was piecing people together for the project. So S.A. Burbank most likely is going to be, you know, one of the co executive directors or not executive directors executive producers, um, and we we were talking about this before we started recording what we think. And, you know, I, I'm always trying to picture and keep her in the loop of what's going on and what's going on with the story and whatever. Mm. And one of the things that I feel that, that makes this story so creepy is the fact that there's no supernatural force. There's no anything other than just a fucking bunch of crazy lunatics that are out in the middle of the Canadian woods, and they're going to kill this family. That is very plausible.
7: Yeah, and that's that, one of the
1: things that makes a uh, makes stories like this so well. And I think, and that to me, that's what makes it scary. Yeah, is the fact that this can happen in reality. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's not a. Well, if this could happen, then this would happen. No, 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 no. The only thing that is is, if what could happen is, is, if your ass is driving down the Canadian road and you break down, and and what if you run into a house full of cannibal crazy people? That's that's it.
4: Yeah. Other than that,
1: <laughs> that's it. That's that's what you got. Everything You're else fucked. is real. <laughs> You're fucked, plainly. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that in the back, but my wife and my daughter are having fun in the back room. It's good to hear them both laugh. Yeah. So that's what's going on. I am still excited. I'm still driving forward. You know, and to be honest with you, you know, I had been working on the um, Incubus story, and that kind of fizzled, you know, because the motivation kind of fizzled because I was off doing other things. I was working on my book at the time and other shit. I'm still going strong. And this has been, what, two months now? Yeah. Since we, we sat down and did a podcast, yeah. and I'm still going strong. So that's an indicator right there. Absolutely. Because if it wasn't, it would have already fizzled. Yeah. And I'm not saying, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> It was the, the mongers, which is what we're calling it now. And people ask me that, no, the name term, they're like, why the mongers? i'm like well think about it you have sex mongers war mongers drug mongers what's worse than that all combined with just mongers (laughs) you know and that's where the name came from it's it's just like literally just see the name mongers and just see all the you know sex war crime drug you know everything this that you can think of that fits perfectly in front of mongers yeah and then just clicks into the mongers yeah you know that that says a lot to what the story is about um so i'm trying to think i think that's everything about the mongers that i want to talk about well one of the things i was talking to you about before you know we started podcasting again um
7: i had mentioned this you know earlier i was like okay you know Have you seen, you know, this article about the Ebola zombie that came back from the dead? And everybody, uh, everybody was freaking out. Oh, you know, it's just, it's just real. This is, it has to be real, right? And, uh, I I looked at the article and I was like, okay, you know, it kind of sounds believable, right? And then I seen another thing pop up and it said, uh, Ebola zombie hoax. And I, I laughed. Because at, at first this this page was talking about oh it was just a a photoshopped image of this lady from World War Z what that was a a laboratory scientist you know it's, it's just a photoshopped picture right it really isn't no and you seen the picture of this earlier, yeah. and I told you it it, it, it was a bust. really really good makeup picture paint bust of a zombie. It was it was so good in fact that the the skin looked like it had pores. The eyeballs looked like a deceased person.
1: It was so well done.
7: Yeah. And if you guys want to go on there, you know, on the uh on Google or anything, um, just look up uh and I think he might post this image, you know, since we're talking about it, um, on the page for the podcast. But uh if you want to go look it up yourself, you can let's certainly do it by just looking up ebola zombie uh bust or ebola zombie in google images you you'll be able to see you know you'll look through and you'll see this african this african
1: person's face or it could just be a black person who knows i just, no he's it's it's african because in the report it said that it came the original report came from Lib- um, libya liberia liberia yeah, so, yeah, I'm pulling up the picture right now. Yeah,
7: and you can just you can tell that it, it's it looks so real. The hair looks completely real. Yeah, yeah, and it's it it's so good. It looks completely real. It's you see skull fragments. You see chunks of the freaking neck and face missing. Yes but you, you just and even the lips the lips look so real uh, it it's it's a work of talent and it it really looks like a masterpiece
1: it it's somebody i wonder how many hours yes i wonder how many hours it took to to do that
7: yeah that's intense work right there
1: But, you know, I mean, and yes, it is. It's very good, you know, artwork. I mean, it's just, and that's what it is. It's just art. Art Art, is another medium. But here's the funny thing that always cracks me up is, I don't know if people legitimately want a zombie apocalypse. I mean... Let's face it, honestly, I don't want no fucking zombie no apocalypse. absolutely not it's 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 a cool
7: idea in sci-fi theory, right because you know, uh night of the living Dead, I mean, come on now it's it's
1: retro nostalgic fiction right, but here's the thing, okay, other than the fact that uh, how do I say this? I wouldn't want a zombie apocalypse, you know. No, I, I like my life just the way it is. Yeah, and there seems like people get all excited, you know, when there's when somebody puts shit like this out. And they're like, "Yes, it's finally happening!" You know, they're gonna clean my credit score. You know, I don't know what.
7: The... I, who knows? But here's Maybe the thing: they've screwed up their life so bad they just want to restart it. I mean,
1: it's weird. But here's the thing: is physically speaking. There is no medical way, even if the heart starts beating again. Okay. There is no way to reanimate a body once rigor mortis starts in. No, there is no,
7: there, no. it's impossible. You can reanimate flesh, but that's it. Once, once rigor hits, there's nothing you can do. No, it's, it's gone. Yeah.
1: And it would be more than. Them trying to, um, you know, walk stiffly, you know, because they wouldn't be able to walk at all. No, their bones would break because it'd be so brittle from being dead for so long. And that's just, I mean, and and this is for me. I enjoy a good zombie story. Yeah, I wrote a zombie story for three years straight. You know, for the world of myth. Yeah, the, the end. Yeah, you know, I I'm very up on zombie information. But that's, that's always just been a thing. It's always been a, a fantasy. And I, and I don't get people just, I don't get it. Why do you people, not not specifically our listeners, unless you are one, then I would like to hear from you. But why why are you so excited for a zombie apocalypse? You know, I don't, <clears throat> number one, if you're a listener to Scene Red, If there was a zombie apocalypse, you wouldn't be listening to Scene Red or any podcast. Yeah, because... There would be no electricity. Yeah. You'd be scrounging for food, trying to keep you and your family... I mean, I don't know. I I just... It's a
7: good idea in fantasy, not something somebody should want. I see people... uh, and this made me laugh because I was uh, I was actually just chilling on the couch one day looking at the computer, and uh, Pawn Stars comes on, uh uh-huh. and this guy tries to sell a zombie survival vehicle that he built custom with a bunch of stuff in it. There's there's a PlayStation in it. There's, a PlayStation. Yeah, there's a PlayStation in it. It's all furbished. It has a diamond plate uh or diamond steel plate all over it on the inside. It has um zombie guards all over it. It has tools. It has machetes. Yeah, this guy tried to sell this on Pawn Stars. He's like, Oh, I'm just selling this one to make another one. I'm like, What?
1: Why? That's it was weird. <clears throat> okay, so here's not that it wasn't fucking badass, but it's another story. Why, why would you have a PlayStation in, in a zombie vehicle? How would you? Yeah. it's Okay, so I'm looking at this picture here, right? Yeah. But I guess they're not showing the hair. I don't know if the guy pulled the hair back or whatever. But in this one, it's and you can tell it's the same. Yeah, that right there looks exactly photoshopped. Yeah. Because
7: I've seen the initial video for that, and I've I've seen that movie, so I know
1: what the lady's face looks like anyway. And that's what it is, is the Ebola zombie victim Photoshop is a viral hoax made from Brad Pitt's World War Z movie. The Ebola, no, I'll try that again. <laughs> the, viral, no, the Ebola is viral. The Ebola. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the but, anyway, Ebola, no. but the, um, this is this. It's this face. Yeah. So they took a picture of this face. And poorly they, photoshopped, and then it. yeah, and photoshopped it onto that picture. And if you look at the picture, it's actually a really shitty job, too, man. Yeah, <laughs>
4: because it doesn't.
1: It's, I mean, it just nothing the,
7: fits <laughs> anatomically. <laughs> nothing fits. The head is too big. It's like taking over the neck and everything.
1: And uh, the 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 color contour, yeah, doesn't fit either. No.
7: It's in, you can tell, like, if you look at the picture, the lighting is coming directly on the face. There's no lighting in that picture except for on the back of the shoulder. So, why would there be light coming out of the face? Because the reds in the picture are completely uh, black. Right. And that's right there is the zombie
1: lady. Yeah, the one that this one right here. Yeah. But they put that on the face, but again, it's just like people are like, Yay, the zombie apocalypse! Woo-hoo! You know, we have nothing to live for. Think about everybody else. What? <laughs> and, and, and what it, <laughs> it, it amazes me, too, because this is this comes from Dom, Dom. Fuck man, what's wrong with me? This comes from the news.com.ua, which is Australia. But the thing is, is this is news, this is news.com, Australia. This is a, a reputable site. Right. It's a reputable site. You know, I mean, is it really that, is that really many, fuck, I'm getting all hyped up. I'm getting stumbled over my words. Yeah. <laughs> is there that many people in the world that a reputable site would have to come out and say, there really wasn't a zombie apocalypse? Sorry, folks. I know.
4: That's-
7: how would, okay, even if a zombie apocalypse were, were to occur and it did start in
1: Australia, how that would it That was get over? physically possible. Yeah. It, Australia's in the middle of the ocean, right? Well, especially in Australia because, you know, it, anybody knows that, you know, a human body contains, what, see, 80% of the human body is water fluid. Water, yeah, And, you know, hot, uh, Australia is one of the hottest places other than hell. <laughs> 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 and a dead body that bloats up and leaks fluid anyway, naturally. Uh, plus being, you know, in Australia. That could, you know I'm trying it to possibly say? possibly happen. It, yes. Yeah. So it says uh, the story of the dead Ebola victim supposedly rising from the dead has been discredited as a cruel hoax. No <laughs> shit, Sherlock. I don't know. I just, I don't know. <clears throat> there you go. What they did is they took this, 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 and they put it on. They well, no, this is from uh, World War Z, and they took a still shot of this when the camera moved in front of this lady's face, and did a really bad Photoshop job and placed it on there.
7: I can't believe you, anybody believed that. That's I know this is insane. Just, it's so bad. <laughs> And you could see the pixelation because you, if you see any kind of pixelation, any kind of photo, you know it's altered. Yes.
1: Uh, let's see. Um, a story titled African Confirms Third Ebola Victim Rises from the Dead shows a picture of the first Ebola, Ebola zombie captured. Has been shared online thousands of times. For the first time in human history, Confirmed footage of a man whose scientists watched die from e- Ebola then only arise several hours later. Regain life and rise from the dead. The photo was captioned. Um, it was then cited, biblical passage, Isaiah twenty six nineteen, where it says, Your dead shall rise, their bodies shall your dead shall live; their the bodies shall, shall rise. rise. Yes. Sound like we we're chanting a mantra or some shit like that. I know.
4: <laughs>
7: we're casting spells yeah. and shit. No. <laughs> um,
1: but it says, but it appears the fake image has been stolen and altered from Brad Pitt's movie or Brad Pitt's zombie movie, World War Z. Uh, Ebola risen from the dead. Viral zombie story. Is a complete hoax. Oh, what a
7: letdown! I know, what a bummer, man. I was ready. We do this.
1: Uh, we shit ourselves at
7: the same time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: let's see. What does it say here? Just on a side note, it says the 2013 flick stars Pitt as a former UN investigator who is trying to save the world from the zombie rampage. It's just the latest in a series of rumors of Ebola victims being resurrected after apparently being killed by the virus. The horrid image appears on Nortarius... Nort... Notorious? Thank you. (laughs) Nort... Notorious? (laughs) I can't get the word out. Yeah. Nort... Oh, fuck it. Norton Antivirus. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no. <laughs> uh America big American news and quickly uh where did I lose the last movie. Shit. quickly sparked you... an internet frenzy. where were we oh right there there we go yeah I found it right here yeah quickly sparked an internet f- frenzy and then there's this one tweet which is amusing I don't think well I actually makes you a zombie for the simple fact there's a couple Ebola survivors that are already perfectly fine. <gasps> Ooh. Then David C. says, I have a strong feeling when I go to sleep for surgery tomorrow, I will wake, I will wake weeks later alone to find Ebola led to the zombie apocalypse. That's a Walking Dead reference right there. Yeah, I know. The very first episode. (laughs) Yeah. or, Or the very first issue, too. Um, And then, humanity critic. I'm aware that most of this Ebola talk is garden variety hysteria. But, I cannot stop thinking that this is how a zombie apocalypse starts.
5: Oh. <laughs> 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 oh Oh
7: man, this is.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because it was it was a good laugh. It really yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I
7: just I thought that
1: I was like, oh my goodness, really? Yeah, it kind of fits too because we're getting pretty close to Halloween time. Too. Yeah,
7: yeah. That's another reason. It's like I brought up the uh, the face off thing to you earlier too. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was good. I love that
1: show so much um so let's see what do we got going on here uh, well since
7: we've been doing the podcast today today uh today actually there was a show that first premieres tonight yeah but we'll catch it on um yeah we'll talk about it all next on time demand. yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next time but uh if hey. anybody has seen it Oh, and you no need to spoilers. catch up
1: on Gotham on Gotham, so we can yeah. talk about it. I've actually seen all three episodes, but Aaron hasn't yet. Yeah, it what it comes on ABC, <laughs> Fox, Fox. Yeah, okay. so you can go to Fox on Demand and and just and and catch those shoot three down. down. On. Yeah, oh. yeah, you can watch, <laughs> you knock them all out in three hours, and you're good to go. That oh, they're okay, cool. Yeah, they're they're like an hour long. So That's good. They're good, and then we can talk about that. And then next episode, Rebecca will make her triumphant return to the grand stage that is the podcast arena. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just pulled that one straight out of my ass, kids.
7: I must like <laughs> a lot of things you're doing. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey,
1: it's what I It's, it's what like I'm family at.
7: guys. I scream real loud in my ass. No. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, oh fuck. Okay. Um let's see, where are we at here? Okay. I think I'll save these for next time. Okay. Um I, I actually have some topics yeah, save to it. cover. Yeah, save it. So Alright kids. I think that'll be enough for this week. Uh come back next week and like I said, all three of us will be here and uh I'll see if I can find some animal sex news to cover
7: yeah we have been so late on animal sex news I think I brought that up uh was it I don't know if it was last episode or if it was this episode how I how was talking about news being popular and stuff like that and apparently one of the things that we cover a lot is
1: oh, this is this one
7: Okay. It, it, apparently, one of the things that we cover a lot is animal sex, and for whatever reason, that's the most popular.
1: Yeah, we get the most downloads. Um, in fact, I want to
7: see like a dog raping a human for once, like kind of like animalistic retaliation <laughs> on humanity.
4: Vengeance! I know. Vengeance is mine. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, I'll I'll
1: figure it out. Um, so come back. Next week we'll be back. Uh, hopefully, if everything works out according to plan, last week we had uh, an intermittent guest. You know, we had a midweek special. This week we'll have one more midweek special. That should catch us up for the weeks that we've missed. And then next Monday we should be back on target.
7: Absolutely.
1: So for this week, I am David K Montoya. Nah, I'm Aaron Illich. And if you are just one of those fuckers who just like, yay, zombie apocalypse, and you found out it was a hoax, you might be seeing red, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> good night. Yeah, I don't remember anything from that. Um, that was good. I, I, you know, I, I, I say this week in and week out. Every time I come across to seeing red, and it is i just miss seeing red it's always been fun all right kids i want to thank you for coming in this week and enjoying the three episodes that i picked for you and indulging in at least hopefully if all everything falls into place and the chips land perfectly three hours of free audio entertainment all right kids my name is dave k montoya and i'm out of here Come back next week and we'll do it all over again for Flashback Friday.